0: everybody and welcome to the invincible podcast probably the best superhero podcast in the universe this is a show where friends talk all things invincible a comic book and animated series created by robert kirkman cory walker and ryan ottley i am one of your hosts ryan joining me today is bill hi everyone and tj oh hello sweet one Uh,
1: down the banister i guess (laughs)
0: it's been a while since i've done a
1: sweet one (laughs) had to sneak that in there Something around the banister what was that I don't don't ask questions. Have you, have don't you ask not, questions. Have you not seen the commercials? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't. No, you keep sending it. it. We them. don't
0: watch it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, uh, we uh, we go by many names. Not only are we the Oblivion Song Podcast, which is out now. Uh, you should be catching up on Oblivion Song because we've got new episodes of that show out uh, as it hurdles went towards its finale with five issues left um but we're also circle guy news but we'll bring that up a little bit later um if you want to email us to be a part of the show you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter facebook youtube spotify the invincible com, all that good stuff um we are a spoiler-filled podcast. If you have just gotten into Invincible, if you know you were introduced to the show or you just started reading the comic, just want to put that out there because there's still a lot of new readers out there and we don't want to spoil it for you. So just right here, front and center, we do spoil the, both the show and the comic. So be aware. Um, but check out our new reader episodes if you're uh, uh, starting the comic and you want to read along with someone who's never read it before. Uh other than that, guys, how have you been? How have you been?
2: Uh, I've been good. I broke my my like my you thumb did. in my hand. So I that's... feel like
0: that's been a common thing that we bring up at the top of the show. How you started skateboarding?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and this is how it ended. Yeah. So not ended. No, it's 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 just a minor injury. So, yeah. but that's what I've been up to.
0: Man, TJ, how's how's work going? Uh you know, work. I think it's work. We got I think
1: uh, a a, a buy annually is that, no, is that how that works two times a year we shut down for a week uh and that's coming up so i'm kind of looking forward to that for like a kind of a mini vacation that's, that's exciting. in two weeks right
0: oh. what that's in two weeks
1: right uh yes
0: yes that's cool we have a video that we should film sometime soon that we've been wanting to do for the podcast We've talked about it, but the idea came out right before COVID, and we just obviously haven't been able to do it. So maybe we'll get some uh, get some stuff done, especially while TJ's on vacation, and uh, I might have some more time off coming up, and we'll see. Sweet. That's awesome. Oliver um,
1: climbed up too high, and now he's scared to get down. So now I have to go and let him down.
0: Go ahead, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like climbed up a curtain, or it like
2: is latched onto the ceiling.
0: Yeah, he's just he's just gonna. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with our Invincible news. Pretty light this, uh, this episode, but still some things worth bringing up. Uh, obviously, Maven over on YouTube, the animation studio that helped out with Invincible, uh, has <coughs> been putting up more videos of the, you know, kind of before and after uh, the uh, key animation. There's also Skybound X starting, which will be starting um, the week this episode goes live. So I think the first issue is July 7th. Really looking forward to to those. I know the third one, is it? It's X number three, I believe. Anyways, it's Science Dog. We're continuing the Oblivion Song issue 25 uh, cliffhanger of Science Dog. More Cory Walker. Very excited to to read that. I feel like, uh, you know, we've been following this character for so long. You know, Invincible 25, he appeared in, and we've been, you know, Catching up with him, I feel like, every couple of years. So we'll get like Reappeared it appeared in Oblivion
1: Song 25. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. So excited for that, as well as the Ryan Otley uh, Walking Dead alternate universe type thing. So, of course, great to see more Ryan Otley as well. Uh, but speaking of Science Dog, I wanted to give a shout out to at Dan one over on Twitter, because he did something incredible uh, since we had the last, you know, done an episode and so if you go check out his Twitter page Bill you just saw recently for the first time how far down did you have to scroll when you went to his Twitter page
2: like like two thumb scrolls not even like it yeah. was it was a pin tweet i think but oh, yeah good. you you showed me i, I uh, and i like was fucking shocked like i think the word that i used to describe it was I was like, holy well, shit, this is quality! Like it, yeah. It's man. like a, it's like legit. Like it is a legit digital comic. It's fucking awesome. So he
0: he made a like a, it's like some like nine ten page um, seance dog comic book about like the origin of seance dog. It's it's great. It's yeah. like really really good. I, I it actually it.
1: first popped up on I believe the Invincible fans page, which I I think is InvinciPals now. I think they changed it. Uh, And then Murad, who reached out to us before, actually sent it to us uh, on Facebook. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. The art, I mean, he did everything. It's
0: awesome. He's great. It's It's incredible.
2: It's fucking incredible. Like, I'm just, I'm astounded. It's awesome.
0: I feel like we're so high on it, we probably should have read it right before and actually, like, talked about it more. But this is already going to be a long episode. But go check it out. Read it. Um, And we're excited to talk more Science Dog. Next... Next time, because yeah, we'll we'll yeah we'll talk about science hog and skybound X next episode. Cool. Um, the last thing we want to bring up before getting to uh, our main topic here is uh, Radiant Black issue five. <laughs> little little surprise in there. So the secret is out. That was a, a fun little surprise that you know we got to you know work with Kyle Higgins and, uh, you know, m- appear inside the comic book and work with him on writing the dialogue for our our uh, alternate universe counterparts. Our debuts, in... first yeah. appearances. Yes. And you can yes. use
2: the word work very loosely because it was a lot of fun. Like, <laughs> just like with with chatting in. basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. But we're going to talk um, more about that on uh, on our live stream that we haven't recorded yet but when this episode goes live we've already recorded it so we're hoping to have that over on our youtube page go check that out that is a uh, a live stream with kyle higgins where we talk presumably all about you know how that happened and what it was like yeah um so that'll be really fun
2: and like if if i mean so we're that was issue five that we showed up in yeah. everybody that listens to our podcast should probably already be reading Radiant Black but if you're not don't start there like go back start reading it at issue one and catch up
0: yeah that was great um another thing worth mentioning is we got to see and it's been publicly revealed the second printing for uh that issue that we appear in and it's an homage to uh the Invincible Flying at Conquest page um that Ryan Otley drew during the Conquest fight and And it's
1: perfect I mean the rubble turning into ice like it's yeah. awesome how yeah. how it, the amount the amount of
2: detail and the homage is like like Marcelo did such a fucking awesome job Marcelo is, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. awesome. great,
0: so more on that if you guys want to hear about it over on our youtube page um but Obviously, shout out to Kyle and uh, the whole Radiant Black team for that. That was such a surreal experience, and it's been it's been a lot of fun, kind of uh, surprising mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners with that and seeing people's reactions to having no idea. Which, by the way, shout out to the Radiant Black podcast. Holy crap! Like they uh they they said some really really wonderful things, and you know they they have been putting out a really great show. So yeah, if you're reading Radiant Black, go check out their show as well. They've been doing a great job. Check them yeah. out.
1: Check out their Discord um, or the Radiant Black uh, Discord. Mm -hmm. where if you're a fan already in black, it's the perfect place to go to um, chat with other fans.
2: Yeah. And it's, and it's um, just on that again, lightly, like, yeah, it was very humbling for, for them to, you know, mention us and, and what they had talked about us, but like their show in general kind of makes me jealous that they get a new comic to
0: review and, <laughs> and like the theories and yeah, everything. and they,
2: and they do I such an it. awesome. Yeah, I miss it. It's it's like, and I'm hungry for it. And yeah. the way that they discuss the comic and go through like you know page by page, it, I I love it. I love the format that they do, and it makes me kind of be like, man, I wish we fucking did it like I mean, that. We did. And the, we did do that. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's just great going back and like and and listening to a new podcast. That yeah. yeah, kind of makes me reminisce about like how exciting it was. So, yeah, give them give them a listen. The Radiant Black podcast too. like get out of the ground floor, ground floor. Now's the time to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, before we get to our main, main topic, we do have a handful of listener letters that I'd like to go over. Um, I'll kick it off with one from Jacob Goodhart. He says, Dear Invincible Podcast, I'm happy to say that after waiting months, I finally have the complete series of Invincible and I'm reading through it as I can only describe it as satisfaction. To me, it's proof of what talented writers and artists can do with independent comics. I can't wait for season two and Angstrom to show up. Uh, You guys aren't the only ones surprised by how to pronounce his name. (laughs) After some thought, excuse me, after some thought, I think I have the perfect casting for Thrag in my head with Ron Perlman. He's done evil characters before, and I think he can nail the nuance that Thrag has with him being calm and logical one minute to completely enrage the next. My question for you is this. What do you think Mark would do with his life if he never got his powers? He obviously wants to help people, so I could maybe see him go into law enforcement or some sort, but later on, I could also see him try humanitarian efforts. Here's to Invincible, without a doubt, the best complete superhero comic in the universe jacob goodhart ps i actually saw marvel team up uh at my local comic shop store but it was more expensive than the compendiums whoa yeah Yeah, those prices man did you buy it the prices are a little outrageous right now which you know yeah yeah that's what happens what do you guys think mark would do had he not gotten his powers he was in high school working at burger mart I
2: know I that's a great question. I feel like I'd have to ponder that a little bit longer. Like I, yeah. I, I like the idea of like humanitarian because he does like his instinct is to help people and to like
1: just not waver with what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad is still like a superhero, though, like like going off the fact that Omni-Man doesn't just take over the world. Um,
0: yeah, true. <laughs> I.
1: I feel like he, yeah, I like the, you know, law enforcement type thing. I feel like he would want to do something like if, like, for example, I, I'm assuming he's asking, you know, he's waiting for his powers, waiting for his powers, and they just never come. I think living a life expecting to be a superhero eventually, I feel like, and then the power's never coming, he'd probably still want to do something similar. So I like the the law enforcement Do you think
2: thing. that he would still mm-hmm. become a superhero? just a powerless just superhero like a like a batman or I can see maybe like, him working
0: like, alongside um at like at the pentagon or with art or something like that maybe Oh yeah that would be kind of cool sidekick sky high yeah yeah sidekick
2: very nice uh, also ron perlman What's what's interesting is when when you said oh. Ron Perlman, I was like, wasn't he Damian Darkblood? But that's Clancy Brown. And in my yeah. head, Clancy Brown and Ron Perlman are interchangeable. Interesting. Um, But I think Ron Perlman will be Ron Perlman's awesome. in um,
0: Final Space, right? He's he plays Hellboy. the dad.
2: He's Hellboy. Yeah. And he? he plays he plays the dad. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of a much calmer tone character, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, Bill or TJ, you have the next one? Yeah, I can oh. take the next one here. Oh, TJ, oh. did you want oh. to?
1: Oh no,
2: if I can if I can fucking. Oh yeah, I will go. Uh, hello friends. I'm a first time writer, relatively new fan to the podcast and works that are invincible. I first started with the show to the podcast and now I'm currently reading issue ninety one. Whoa. I got that's a really interesting like that that he did the show before he did um the comic and then us in between. I got myself the compendiums. They are cool but awkward to hold and read sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. They are. are. The hard covers is the best way to go. Um, As the subject suggests, I'm wanting to discuss Dinosaurus. Here's (laughs) one of my favorites so far, and I found an interesting bit of dialogue in the comics. I'm sure we all remember finding out how Monster Girls' curse was um, constructing her body anew every transformation. In issue 91, Dinosaurus states – that his transformations do the same thing. I'm sure this has been addressed, but I thought my thoughts would be amusing, so I shared. Currently thinking of how crazy this could get is my is blowing my mind. Uh, take care, guys. Your friend, Harry.
0: So I looked back at issue 91 just to see what he says and, and, and what that was all about. This is, uh, just for context, this is right after Thrag just completely messes him up. Yeah. And he transforms back into his human for, form and then it takes him a while to transform back into the dinosaur form mm-hmm. but once he does he states that he is it, it takes him a while he was really messed up he, and he is rebuilt and new, basically healed during uh during that time and comes back at full you know mm-hmm. strength or whatever similar to uh, how monster girl would do that hmm.
2: so is he saying that there's a relation between monster girl and dinosaurus
0: I don't know if he's saying there's a relation or just in terms of how yeah how powerful they are and how crazy that can get with you know the amount of damage they could take versus you know just healing and coming back perfectly fine
2: yeah you know that's it honestly Wait. it feels it feels like something that was borrowed um that they cuz monster girl I don't ever remember that being like a thing with monster girl where they were like oh transform and it heals it was obviously a thing in Dinosaurus when fucking Thrag like ripped his jaw mm-hmm. open and he couldn't even talk. His claws were torn up and he talked about specifically how he heals. Amanda, I don't think ever mentioned how that was like part of her powers in the show. In
0: the show. That's the thing. In the that's show, That's what I'm saying.
2: I think they borrowed that idea from Dinosaurus and put it in the show for Amanda.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that being, I don't know. You're right. I can't remember a specific. I'm a point. Monster
2: Girl fan, and I don't think that has ever been.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe
1: there's just, like something out there that's just cursing everybody. In in fact, when. Maybe it's that like green thing. When <laughs> when robot. Infecting children.
2: When robot blasted her out of the airlock and she was in space, they were doing surgery on her brain as on the monster in form. monster form, meaning mm-hmm. that she couldn't. Obviously, she would have healed, but. So I feel like. I feel like. They, again, borrowed that idea from mm-hmm. dinosaurs in the comics.
0: Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to think that, I guess, because dinosaurs died when Invincible killed him, that he didn't revert back to human form and heal. Mm. I mean, because he, he died. As opposed to when Thrag messed him up, he reverted before dying. That's a, that's a and here we are, we're, we're, we're picking apart the Kirkman things. Does that remind you of something else? wolfman
2: oh yeah wolfman all day that's that was, literally what wolfman does yeah, yeah it was it was a huge part of wolfman's training when he was training with the elder brood and and he yeah. like yeah he was like don't transform like yeah yeah see and, how long you
0: can wait and then transform back and healing and then going back yeah. like quickly and then being healed
2: wolfman might be
0: time oh it's been so long since i've read uh, wolfman it's, it's so always good. time it's always time it's always wolfman time all right tj what you got
1: Oh, okay. Um we get we got one from Rajarshi Das, which I'm probably butchering that, but if that's his real name, Rajarshi Das, that's a fucking badass name. Like mm-hmm. don't fuck with you, Raj, Rajarshi Das. Damn it, see and
0: I you missed up. <laughs> Damn,
1: Well, edit. Uh the Invincible podcast. I watched the Invincible show and was inspired to read the full Invincible comic and I loved it. Uh, it was a huge emotional roller coaster. However, now that I'm finished reading all three compendiums, I'm eager for even more Invincible content. I haven't read many comics before this. Then I discovered your podcast and immediately became a fan of it. You really do a great job. Could you please tell me any other comics like Invincible, excluding the spin-offs and tie-ins? Any other resources for Invincible stuff like merch, other superhero books, etc.? Basically, more Invincible or related content eagerly awaiting your response uh you have earned a supporter keep up the good work sincerely yours
2: awesome so apart from the spinoffs i mean i think that we should just get them out of the way wolfman tech jacket invincible universe yeah. apart from the spinoffs
1: and tie-ins those are the most important.
2: Like if you want something that feels invincible, like those are the comics to read.
0: And we get, we get this question a lot. So I'm glad he asked and we can, you know, we've got clearly a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people to people new to invincible. So it's exciting that, you know, we get to give some recommendations. I think on the, towards the top of our list is saga. Other comics like invincible. Saga,
2: saga is hard because it's very out there and you just have to accept like the lore of it and it's and if you're not like used to reading a comic book i feel like that's harder it's fucking fantastic mm-hmm. i
0: think personally, i just mean characters and world building and the scope and if you want to get lost into another comic book that isn't necessarily superhero but yeah. has like depth um, saga is is one of my favorite comics of all tonally time totally
2: as well i think that something easy to read and really fucking like love and and the characters especially uh, why the last man um, I still need to read that, dude. Why the Last Man is very good. It's very easy to read. Um, the the main character is very likable um, in like his tone, and and I think that's an excellent one. So my vote for you next would be Why the Last Man.
1: It's very like he said like Invincible though, and I loved Why the Last Man, but it's nothing like Invincible. It, but it's uh, it, I but mean the it, the easy answer is we already talked about it. It's Radiant Black. Black. It's yeah. Radiant Black.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I but, mean if if you're looking for something that is a long run thing already and has a lot under its belt i mean, yeah, if you want to jump on the on the beginning and yeah absolutely radiant black
1: uh, I think descender is incredible, I think that's always uh something that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the it has action in it and it has the emotion that you get from from invincible. it's extremely emotional um yeah
0: i uh i'm gonna say like if you find a writer that you like that's i think most important not only look at other some uh, of kirkman's other works whether it be oblivion song or firepower um both really great stuff have you read walking dead yet um but like i really like daniel warren johnson i really like donny cates like find a, a writer whose voice you really like and mm-hmm. just explore what other things they have going for them and those are a couple of the other ones that i really like right now if you go Donnie cates you gotta you got, a lot. Up, you got a lot up
1: there pick up redneck start with redneck it's 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 so good it's, so it's cool. also on
0: my list. Jesus, Rednecks good yeah, too. So yeah,
1: so cool. I'm just trying to think like tonally, like yeah. tonally.
2: In, something lo- is like killing invincible. the children. Not tonally like Invincible, but that's <laughs> a good one. That's I think good it's one.
1: like, it's just, yeah. I know. I, I think we're yeah. just throwing shit out there though. Now, yeah. If you want something tonally like Invincible, I mean, uh, it's Robert Kirkman, but uh, Robert Kirkman' closest thing would be, I think, Fire Firepower.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Firepower. It's got the.
1: It's it's got the emotional stuff in there, and it's got really awesome action. Oh yeah, totally
0: fight scenes. All right, next up, this is from Robin Love. Hello, I'm a new Invincible fan and listener. Invincible has become yet another way for my dad and I to geek out about something together. Recently I've been reading Invincible to catch up, and I finally got to the introduction of Oliver and my and it made my and made my dad read it. His reaction to the last page of issue twenty six was, Are you kidding me? Invincible truly is a superhero story for all parents. Anyways, I had a headcanon slash theory I'd like your opinions on. In these panels, and uh they show two panels from um Brit's comic book uh in my interpretation as an LGBTQ fan uh was that Donald had some form of more than platonic attraction to Brit now in one panel it's Brit saying let me pull up the email because it has it listed there in one panel it's Brit saying you know don't die on me and Donald says do we kiss now and then Brit says okay now you can die uh and then in another appearance um uh, invincible shows up to Brit and says, Hey, you're Brit, right? Donald has a picture of you in his wallet. And Donald says, Whatever, I've got this, leave now. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to the email, uh, could Donald possibly be bisexual? I understand that he gets back together with his wife, but that wouldn't necessarily erase his attraction to men. I just think it's an interesting detail that adds to Donald's character. Keep up the great work, Robin Love. Uh, I, I that's so, a
1: really cool take on that. And I think like, I mean, you could be right. You could be wrong. There's no, there's no right or wrong answer there. And I think that that's a really cool take on that. Mm -hmm. Now I I kind of, I'm tempted to like go back and reread it with that mindset. That's really cool.
0: I think that that is a great headcanon. I'm absolutely on board with that. Part of me feels like it was just mid 2000s humor Mm -hmm. that they thought was funny. Like some of the other stuff that didn't age well in Invincible. Um, But I'd rather it be. You know your head cannon, so that's my yeah. head cannon now. I
2: when I originally read it, I I remember thinking that it felt very like um, Agent Coulson geeking yes. out over Captain yes. America, like very yeah, much yeah. like that. Like, oh, I have all your baseball cards and like yeah. like There's that photo kind of you of thing. in his wallet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think Donald could act. Abs- I mean, Brits, you know, I understand why he has an attraction towards him if he does because you know, I mean, it's Brit strong jawline and indestructible. (laughs) Well, it's not to love.
0: That's right. All
2: right, Bill, you're up next? Yeah, I'll go next here. Um, So I have one from Sammy. Uh, Hello, The Invincible Podcast. My name is Sammy, and I first started listening to your podcast after the first three episodes of the show dropped and was starving for more content. After hearing you guys gush about the comic and myself being impatient, I binged the entire series in a couple of weeks, I got to experience the shock of episode one blind and enjoy episode eight with knowledge going in. Interesting. That's awesome. So many different yeah. like, like time interpretations. Like time yeah. Uh, the only downside is every other superhero story feels less interesting. Now truth. The first conquest fight was by far the craziest experience. Uh, I had reading a comic reading the comic digitally. I would only see single panels at a time. I was frightened to progress each panel. I added out el- uh, the added element of Eve being involved made my tenses, uh, tenseness skyrocket. My question for you guys is what moment in the series made you pause or made you nervous to continue? If any did second place would also be robot ripping off Eve's leg and killing Cecil. The shows are amazing. And I'm glad I found this amazing series that had been hidden from me for so long regards Sammy. Um, in terms of, like, shock element, oh, God, there's I've so got one. many. Um, r- it, top, go for it. When, uh... I feel like it was, I was in disbelief, and TJ, I know you were when Angstrom was decapitated by Robot. Like yes, that, dude. That entire
0: part. Yes. And, and, fo- and, and that into Robot just going through all the heroes, Yeah, that, those, like, man, reading Monk to Monk during that, and, like, even the page to page, it's like you you're anticipating the next issue so badly, and a month goes by. You finally get it, and then you don't want to turn the page. It was crazy. There
2: were just parts, and, and I read them digitally too. Like that's I think I was definitely reading 100% digital by then, and I love going panel to panel because you're shocked every time, not just page turns. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that like when he was just going through and killing like. All of the guardians and all the heroes. You're like, and he would have a, he would be having a conversation with one of them. You're like, oh my god, is this, is this it? Is this yeah. are they gonna fucking die? And ninety percent was yes, but that was mine. TJ, what about you?
1: Oddly enough, the first thing that came to mind was Invincible, killing, in quotes, uh, Angstrom the first time it, at the, the end fight. of issue. Yeah, at the end of issue thirty three, I believe. Yeah. um Because just like especially back then. Knowing what superheroes killing people actually meant, like it just didn't. It doesn't happen. It yeah. you know, and and for him to have done that was was shocking to me the first time I read it.
0: Yeah, yeah. When just we read that, that issue, was
1: fucking when we, incredible. When we
0: read that, geez, now, oh my god, has it been twenty twenty years? No, the like comics been we've, out for, since we've no, read wait, it. Wait, since we've read Invincible, I mean. Wasn't it, it, shortly was, after, it
2: was after high school, dude. Shortly after it, high school, though. Right? I
0: 2008? started reading it in, 20, in 20, 2008. two oh, thousand 2008. Yep. Yeah. 2008 okay. was okay. when I
1: started reading it. Okay. So, so for
2: us, it would have been 2010, maybe. So, oh, no. We read it like the
0: same year he did. He just read it
2: first. I didn't. TJ really? pestered me about it forever. Yeah, you guys. I was the last to read Invincible out of the three mm-hmm.
0: of us. Either way, it's been a long time, and the violence and superhero thing was not... A common thing so yeah tj that was shocking at the time that was very shocking at the time
2: yeah especially consequences like yeah there was no way that guy was coming back like and and he was a main staple and invincible mm-hmm. for a long time and to like have that happen the same thing kirkman did with rick when he got his hand cut off i was like how the fuck did he just do that like yeah this is the main character and he mutilated him
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. yep all right, TJ, you got
1: one. Yes, Oliver from Liverpool, England.
0: Oi, oi, oi!
1: He says, oi. Hello, mate. <laughs> no, <Welcome>. no. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> just... It's, it's something. There's something there. Yeah, uh, maybe that, that may be Australian. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, hi, guys. New listener here. I think watching Invincible. The I've been watching Invincible the week the season finale of the season finale and i have since become obsessed and have bought all three compendium, compendiums and read through them all my question to you is do you think the show will be released on blu-ray i like have i i like buying physical copies of my favorite films and shows amazon released the boys on blu-ray which makes me think hopefully they might do the same with invincible
2: invincible 1000%
0: keep up yes.
1: the great work Oliver from Liverpool, England. Um, zero
0: percent, Bill. So, so Oliver got me excited when he said the boys was released because I was like, I thought Amazon didn't release their shows on Blu-ray. Turns out they do. In England? In the UK. (laughs) Yes.
2: In the UK, they're released on Blu-ray. Oliver, we're going to need some of those shipped on over.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I I do not think so. They have never released, as far as I know, a series, especially a successful one, um, on physical media. In fact, recently, what was it? HBO? No, Disney Plus was like, yeah, we're never releasing physical copies of our MCU shows. Like I don't, they, they want to keep those to get people to subscribe. So there's, there's no incentive in their eyes to do it. I mean, maybe 15 years from now or something when they want to make some extra money off of something that everybody has access to and doesn't watch anymore. But I don't think we'll see a time in the next several years, unless something dramatically changes to the, to the market or whatever, but there's no incentive for them to release it physical. And that kills me. I want it on my shelf.
2: Okay. I have an idea. And I think that they should take me seriously here because it's a fucking great idea. Okay. What if you can only buy physical copies if you have a subscription? Like, what if you it's mean like it's, a special? It's... Like they've only they only they only printed
0: like a thousand, and you have to get it through <laughs> your Amazon Prime account. Like, or just Amazon? Or the only place to get it is Amazon Prime. I mean, yeah, it is literally like, them. I know I, they. I, they I don't. I feel like I feel they're like they're the only distributor. Not only do we have a subscription, but I would
2: I would buy that a hundred and. Time's over again like that. What a, what a collection like they'd
0: rather, a collection. They'd rather you pay for it monthly and then what, maybe watch other but shows. I still will I, you get more know. ads. So
1: what would you what would you how would you watch Invincible if you didn't have Amazon Prime or if you didn't have Prime Video?
2: I mean, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so you I, I, you you better keep paying us. I, I hate bitch.
2: to say this. I, <laughs> I know, this, but like it's that's so. That's why. It makes that's sense. digital, anything that's online, that's digital is so easy to pirate. Like, yeah. any I, I don't do it, so I don't know how to do like Here's, torrents and shit. But
0: anybody could fucking do it. But I my mean, take, my take is this: keep it obviously digital, and that's that's the ease. If you want to watch this easily, you're gonna watch it this way. Make a really nice. Art book, or not even art book, but like a, um, a steel book or something. Put a bunch of cool special features on there that are exclusive to the Blu-ray. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. Just like even if it's just a collection of all the special features and not even the episodes, I want some sort of physical media from this Dang. show. Yeah. You know, like it feels weird that it's not tangible in any way. It just exists. And so if they ever decided to shut down their streaming service, but again, then then they would probably put it on physical. So right. So, yes, that does it for Listener Letters, except this is a big uh, invincible Fan episode. One literally just came in while we were talking from Luke. So I'm going to read this real quick. Luke Lizald says, "Uh, hello, Ryan, Bill and TJ, a.k.a. The Sweet One. It's the Sweet One. Based on your expert analysis, can you tell me why Shrinking Ray did not sh- stay shrunk and crawl into Battle Beast's inner ear? She could have leveled the playing field. Based on her tryout, this strategy is the reason she was asked to join the team in the first place. The moment Battle Beast says, there is no honor in killing insects, Shrinking Ray could have paid off that line of dialogue by bringing oh, him to man. his knees. <laughs> that would have been awesome. My advice to Shrinking Ray is, you're doing some, something that works. Don't change it. You'll, you'll, you will win a majority of your battles if i was robot and given out commands i'd say shrinking ray find the open ear anyway tj i love your idea to have ed harris be the voice of cecil absolutely brilliant if ed was cast it would be the sweet one best luke yo a sweet one
1: would make a great a great uh voice actor we're, we're just him. gonna
2: let this go we're just not gonna mention how i've <laughs> no, i how i am I, the Ed I, harris fan
1: i yeah like i said i thought he'd be very good as uh, as everybody
0: all right so it's so it's so it's it's like the ant-man theory you know what i mean like why not just shrink real small get in someone's i don't know you know would he batter away before she can even get in there and you know mess her up was it is it worth the risk of her getting that close to him is his inner ear strong enough that he would have been able to withstand it or he would just smash her i don't know maybe it was too risky
2: well so he's an alien right would you agree that he's an alien he is from he's another an planet. Alien, so okay, so he's defined as an alien. <laughs> so that would mean that she's not quite sure his about physiology.
3: His, his not physiology? only his
2: physiology, but he's physiology? he's a, he's a he's a furred animal. So he has fleas on him of some kind, ticks, fleas of alien mm-hmm. nature, right? Mm-hmm. And if she's shrunken down small, she will have to get through his his alien fleas as well, <laughs> potentially. And she doesn't want to deal with that. She doesn't know what's what's going on in his fur, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just risk. She she weighed the options and it was too risky. You I mean,
2: he could you know, take her and squash her like, and then she'd be done.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, does she have super strength? No. So like, if she were to go into his ear? It's not like she would then get bigger because that would kill her if he's too strong. So I mean, well,
2: if if the science works with Ant Man the same way, like where he has the same mass. Oh, in that amount, small amount of space. Technically, she's like one hundred and sixty pounds, 70 pounds. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. Don't
0: know. Yeah, it's one of those things. All right. We are now going to go to our main topic of the show, which is uh, a chat, a few chats with uh, some uh, Invincible fans. Now, ever since the show was announced um and especially during the lead up to the end of the comic, we were doing things where we had what we called fan spotlights, where we had, um, invincible fans from around the world come onto the show, give us their thoughts on the comic book and their predictions for the, uh, for the end of the series and their hopes for, I don't know, maybe an animated series in the future. And then later when we knew the animated series was coming out, talking to invincible fans was always exciting to hear what they wanted to see most and what they were looking forward to and hopes and dreams. And, uh, Since the show has come out, we haven't gotten a chance to catch up with a lot of those listeners and a lot of those Invincible fans. That shit was that was back in the day. Yeah, Mm. man. Yeah, man. So it feels good to kind of, you know, finally bring the fans back on the fans of Invincible back on uh, onto the show to hear their thoughts. Um, The community is so important to us. And um, and we hope you guys are. You know, enjoy these these chats as well. we also wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to shake up the dynamic a little bit, so we thought maybe doing them as one on ones would be fun. So each of us sat down with a different invincible fan to talk about various things and um you know t j you sat down with uh our friend Devin Barry.
1: yeah, we had a good Who? conversation, and we talked about uh invincible, obviously, we talked about our shared love for Angstrom. Uh, we talked about the exciting Ryan Otley news coming out
0: at the end of the year. We talked about mm. a lot of
1: a lot of good stuff. Good 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 stuff. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. It's a good thing um you know you uh you almost didn't get to talk about the Ryan Outley stuff because for some reason uh the recording stopped. I don't know why. Uh um, yeah, so <laughs> we were going we were going to do like one-on-ones
1: but then we found out not going to get into all that crap but it was easier just to record the way the three of us do which ryan records it through uh his his computer so uh, in the system that he has on his computer so ryan was recording but he wasn't there like while devin and i were talking wasn't
0: there to see the warnings (laughs) and then
1: literally devin and i like said goodbye and then we continued to talk after we said goodbye to you know the podcast we continued to talk and then maybe like what was it like three minutes yeah ryan you just like your computer just disappeared and it's because your computer died so we just barely finished luckily that was close
0: it was close um I I spoke with uh Vince from Let's Talk Invincible over on Twitter. We had a great chat and she always has some awesome perspective into the relationships of of a lot of these characters that she's you know so passionate about. So it was awesome getting to talk with her um about that and again, you know when it comes to the these characters, you know, dreaming about what's going to happen with uh the potential for a new series where maybe we see Tara or Marky. It's just it was just a fun chat with her, and Bill. You just uh, just earlier before we started this recording, you got mm-hmm. to sit down with Wyatt Lane. Yeah, the Wyatt Lane. So we talked a lot
2: about his fame. Um, I was a little starstruck with with the time that I spent with him. So yeah. no, it was it was great talking to Wyatt. I mean, Wyatt's a, a big contributor to uh, literally everything. Er, literally everything that everything we, do. we do. Like he's he's fourth chair. Like he honestly really is. So it was just great to talk yeah. to him about it since we haven't had a chance to you know yeah. and um I mean we talked to him live like as it was happening you know he'd message Ryan and and you know and, like via Twitter so it was nice to finally just sit down and like be like bro like
0: you <laughs> know so it was fun but I'm also very excited because I haven't listened to either of your interviews you guys haven't listened to the other two interviews like it's kind of cool cause... that we get to
1: listen to an episode of the invincible podcast <laughs> that we have never We've, we haven't heard a big portion of it
0: yeah yeah so we're looking forward to it so those three uh one-on-ones are coming up right now back to back and then we'll be back at the end to outro the episode uh and if they're like i said obviously this episode's a little long there'll be some timestamps and some um uh you know time codes in the description if you'd like to take your time listening through them or listen to them spread them out and you know bounce around all right Bye. All right.
1: And we're here. Boom. We're doing the damn thing. I'm here with Devin Barry. What's up, buddy?
4: How are you doing? I'm good, man. How have you been? I have been good. It's, it's been, been a, a while. Yeah, it's been a rough couple uh, years now. So uh, getting back into the swing of things finally. So... Hopefully Indeed. we can see each other at a con again soon. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, dude. I am itching to get back to the cons, to be honest. So, speaking of which, uh, you and I, we met through Invincible. You, uh, or me and Ryan met you through Invincible. You were a listener of the of the podcast, and we met at a con. We Ryan and I went up to Boston Comic Con four years ago in 2017. Has it been that long? It has. Oh, my it has. goodness. We were only a year into the podcast at that time. It's crazy to think back. Like, I know was, the comic was still time. going
4: on. It the was. comic was. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while. Been it a was while. a great
1: time. We saw Otley there. Uh, yep. We got a bunch of great commissions. And we actually did an interview with you back then and had you on the podcast once before. So, but for the people that haven't seen that, um, you are you actually have ties to, I can see it in the amazing <laughs> backdrop behind you, uh, a very popular uh, comic shop called Jetpack Comics. Can you uh, – Just kind of tell people what that is and and how you're associated with it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So Jetpack Comics is a small local comic shop based out of here in Rochester, New Hampshire. Uh, We delve in pretty much anything. Uh, We do Marvel, DC, pretty much every single small publisher that you can imagine. Uh, Yeah, I mean we do tons of stuff, online sales, uh, tons of stuff. In-store sales. I mean, uh, as far as smaller comic shops go, we're definitely one of the more well-known ones for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's honestly just a blast working here. I mean, my coworkers are great. The shop owner here is wonderful. Um, yeah, we're small in size but big in heart, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like
1: Jetpack has a really awesome, like, social media presence too. Like, they're everywhere they need to be on Twitter – um, so definitely follow Jetpack Comics.
4: Yes, yeah. Uh, it's Jet at Jetpack Comics at Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, we have Snapchat. We we got it all. So yeah. You guys us tend anywhere. to
1: get a lot of really good like like comic book celebrities there too, which is really cool.
4: Yeah, we've had I mean, just in the last ten years alone, we've had Mark Millar, we've had Steve Levine, uh Rich Woodall, who's a local artist that comes here all the time. Uh he's just did an exclusive cover for the new masters of the universe book that's coming out and it's stunning very stunning cover so if you haven't looked at that look at that yeah
1: cool so it's just us yeah the the guys aren't here it's just you and me so we can talk shit about bill the entire time (laughs) but before we get to that invincible season one what are your thoughts uh, and I'm excited
4: to know, cause I'm excited to like catch up cause we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, you know me, I'm not, I, I, I feel like you're the same way. I'm not much of a typer. Like I'd rather this, you know, this is, this is what I got going on. But, um, yeah. Wow. I mean, I actually have a story about the first three episodes, if you wouldn't mind me. Uh, oh, shit. so, uh, like I said, I'm kind of in between places right now and so when the first 3 episodes dropped, the internet at my current uh, apartment it like wasn't working. It was down. And I like rushed home to go watch it and it was down and I was like pulling my hair out, cursing and screaming at the gods just like <laughs> are you kidding me? Out of all nights like the internet gives out tonight. So I uh, I drove my ass all the way to the local McDonald's with my laptop here, and I connected <laughs> to the Wi-Fi, and I watched the first three episodes, uh, cuddled up in my car with a blanket, watching the first three episodes on my laptop. So, that is truly diehard. That's I, awesome. I did it. Hey, that – so <laughs> – but That's yeah, sweet. so um, – I mean, from the first episode, I mean like the last ten minutes of the first episode, I mean – just grabbing. I mean, and that's what you hear everybody say. Um, my thoughts, I, I, I mean, I there's so much to unpack here. So I like. I, I guess pick out a favorite episode maybe. Sure. It'd probably either have to be the last episode, of course, or I really like the Titan episode. What was that, six?
1: Five? Five, five, five six. or six. I don't know, dude. Like, you would think I would do a podcast about this, but I'm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Titan episode was incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, battle beast, all of that was just just the
4: the whole dynamic of, uh, uh, of Titan and invincible and like the going the back and forth, like showing like poverty versus, you know, high class or middle class rather, uh, just like everything that that episode unpacked was like, just wow. Like, wow, wow, wow. Uh, I mean, from the opening scene with Titan, like just that brutal violence, uh, Great. I mean, the the use of the music Make Way for the King was just so perfect. So perfect. I mean, uh, you can you can definitely tell that every aspect of the show was cared for, like very hands on everybody putting their opinions in and like, how how are we going to make this work the best way that we can? And it, it shows they did. They did a great job. So, yeah,
1: it all came together perfectly.
4: Mm -hmm. And like you guys always say on the podcast, like us, us people who have read the comics for years, we were still on the edge of our seat, you know, like what's, what's going to happen? I mean, uh, like with episode seven, like with Eve, like, like we thought like Eve might be there when, like when him and Omni-Man had that interaction, we're like, like we're, we're, we're experiencing the story for the first time, even though we've read it countless times, you know what I mean? So
1: that was the best part of it too. Like even Kirkman, when he was on the show, he said that we, we wrote this comic for fans of the comic that have read it. So there's always that back and forth of should I read the comic? I don't want to ruin it. My opinion is always yes, you should read the comic. Buy buy some uh some comics at Jetpack Comics if you're in the area maybe.
4: <laughs> yes, that that would be awesome. Yeah. If you're uh, up in the New England area, we'd love to see you. And the uh, let me just tell you uh at this point now our entire staff has read the comic and loves the comic. Of course. So uh. um So we're always looking for people to come in and talk about Invincible. So feel free to stop on by and talk about it with us. So
1: So from comic to uh, the show, there are a lot of like character changes or like character upgrades. Which one would you say is like the most prevalent to you or your favorite?
4: I mean, I feel like I feel like there's only one answer here. Right, Amber? It's I mean, it's got to be a lot of people say, Debbie. Well, I think I think Debbie's the, like Debbie was just as caring in the comic books. I think that they just True. gave her more of a spotlight in the show. Yeah. Um But I mean, Kirkman and Walker in the notes section of the trades and the hardcovers and whatnot, like they constantly talked. I mean, I think it was Eric Larson that did the 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 intro to the first trade. And even he was like, I would read a comic book based off of Debbie. Like yeah. there was definitely love for Debbie throughout the entire comic. She's True. the best character in Invincible. And, and like this is coming from a longtime fan of Invincible. Like Engstrom Levy will always be my favorite. But mm. as far as just like pure heart, like good core characters, Debbie is the 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 I don't know, like the, the glue, the glue that keeps yeah. everything together. She's God, she's so wonderful. She's just yeah very, very well written character. I mean, in just everything about the show, I mean, like what they did with her too, just like having her be more informed as to what's going on in this world. And I really loved, uh, the change of, uh, like focusing on like Debbie being like Nolan, like if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have any piece of humanity. Like I'm what yeah. gave you the humanity. Like the, it's not like they changed anything. It's that that they just focused more on things that I don't know, are, are more relatable. I, I, Kirkman, man, he just he's so good at that. He's he is. So de so uh Amber. Yeah, Amber is definitely the one that has changed the most, but definitely for the better. And that's yeah. not to take away from her in the comics. I love her in the comics. Uh she she gets a lot of hate in the comics and a lot of hate in the show. Like it depends on what side you're on, but uh, I agree. Like her her in the in the show. Ugh, I've in in
1: my opinion, they both stand alone great but she's awesome in the show oh
4: immensely better she's in so the show. good immensely right. better like the whole point of this comic right is to take normal tropes and spin them on their head. I mean, that's the selling point of this book. And it, it like, it confuses me as to why people were so mad about the, the, I I've known for months now, because it's like, that's taking a superhero trope and spinning it on. It's like, that's what's invincible is about here. Like I loved it. I love that change because I mean, in, as we know in the comics, spoiler alert here, uh, that she, she is kind of ditzy thinking he's a, he's a drug dealer. And, uh, we go through that whole, whole escapade. And then when he finally tells her it's, she's like, whoa, mind blown. And it's like, yeah. no, she's with him all the time. Like it would, like she would kind of figure it out, especially in this world where superheroes are kind of everywhere. And, right.
1: and she's so I, I much smarter it. than the yeah. Amber in the, in the comics too.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. it would make sense that she would kind of figure it out. Yep. So uh, what else? So you and I sh- share a love for a character who hasn't made it yet in the show. But we'll be in next season, hopefully. Angstrom, what are your thoughts on uh, on season two? What you want to see from Angstrom or or just season two in general?
4: All right, so season two is probably going to be the best season. No, that's probably not true. I mean, <laughs> I hope that every season is better than the next. I mean, what fan doesn't hope for that? But, uh, yeah, Angstrom... I, I don't – it's everything about Ingstrom. I don't know. I don't know if – I can't pick it like one thing. I just – like the entire arc that he goes through, like just from like his first interaction with Invincible of like him being a genuinely nice person, like telling the Maulers like, no, don't kill him. I won't have this, 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 this achievement of mine be like stained with the blood of this child uh, and then like him completely forgetting that and then going batshit crazy. But I mean the Invincible War, like – like he's very like joker-esque like he's not buff he he thinks and he's like how yeah. can i torment this this character how can i torment the hero and i i tend to really like characters like that um so season 2 i'm hoping i'm hoping that the and kirkman if you're listening right now uh, I'll take royalties for this. but Gavin I'm hoping... Barry to
1: voice, <laughs> voice the character of Angstrom Levi. Oh,
4: God, no. No, 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 no. But I'm hoping that the opening sequence, the very first thing that we see in season two, the very first opening thing, is an mm-hmm. alternate universe where we see Mark and Nolan standing over Earth, being evil, taking over Earth. Because how awesome would that be to have the last thing that we see, like, finish high school, I guess, and, like, we see this good Mark, and then the very first thing we see in next season is evil Mark, and the viewer's gonna be like... What? Like, did I miss something last season? Like, how awesome would that be to like to segue into that? Like, like just bam, right in your face.
1: It would be (laughs) such a perfect way to open it, too, because, I mean, especially after that finale, Invincible has kind of stamped itself as being like fucking crazy. Uh, And you can open it up with that same, you know, uh, velocity. I guess like you can start with Invincible fucking people up and just blood and just craziness and New York City. Just, you know, people running for their lives. And I think that, that would be a perfect way to do it. And for people who haven't read the comics that love the show are like just confused, like what the hell is going on? Just like yeah. we were when we read the comics, because I think it was issue 16 that opened so, up something, yeah, like something, something like that. It was around there. I that think opened it was like first that. appearance.
4: So, and that is definitely 16. So it's got to be. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, dude i I agree that that would be the perfect way to open it up. so and I, and I feel like if they don't go with that, I'm sure it's gonna be just as good because they really know what they're doing and but I it's true, man. so like yeah. Like-
4: for 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 years after they announced the movie and the show, we've been like being like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do this. And there's things that they that we said that they have to do in the first season that they didn't do. And you know what? Hey, man, I'm not complaining. So just just yeah. keep the content coming, man. It's it's great. So,
1: yeah. Another thing I'm looking forward to in season two is um, Damien Darkblood.
4: Yes. I mean, as longtime fans of the book, we know about the 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 sketch section in the back where they talk about things. And Kirkman always like that's something we've always talked about as friends and whatnot. Like, what if like what if he did actually go to hell and whatnot? And right. so I'm really excited to see him play in that sandbox that he hasn't touched in before. I mean, the thing with um, what's the 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 creepy ghost thing at the beginning of episode four there? I don't remember his name, well, but yeah, I'm so excited for that to randomly come back. It's going to like, yeah. because that's something we don't know about from the comic. He was never in the comic. The only thing that's better than invincible is new. Invincible. Like I, I give me, give me more, give me, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, yeah. it's, it's in great hands. So I, I'm really, I'm not too worried. I'm not, yeah. especially if season one is, is going to be a tell sign for what this franchise could be. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, def- definitely Damien Darkblood. I-, I like that we're going to get more of his story because like in the comic, it ends with him just kind of being like walking up and being like asking somebody like questions about Omni-Man. And, then, and they're like laughing at him like, oh, Omni-Man, you know, he's gone. He's like, we know that it was Omni-Man who killed the Guardians the whole time. And, uh, and he's just like oh okay and just kind of walks away we never see him again so now we
4: get that other piece hopefully. what was the last time we saw him because did not did we not see him in issue 100 when they showed like every character we had to have right he had to have been in that I'm sure you're right I'm he sure had to have been <laughs> he had to have been I'm sure he's there I, I'll have first, to look somewhere. back tonight I'll have to yeah. flip through the trades but yeah. yeah I mean yeah you're right like they, they didn't really do much with him like he seemed so important you know in the first three four trades and then just like kind of fart in the wind disappeared. Yeah. So, I but I, I'm, I, I mean, uh, Clancy Brown, like yeah, I, dude. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of lost and he was a great, like he was great in that. I mean, he's Mr. Krabs. He's, he's everybody he's been in everything. So, I mean, yeah. the guy's just super talented. So I'd love to see him do more stuff. I, I let, he was my pick for conquest, but Hey, Damon, dark blood's fine. So,
1: Hey, okay. All right. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, voice actors and kind of getting back to, uh, angstrom do you have anybody in mind for him
4: for the live action i always said idris elba i i I just think that would be perfect i don't know i I don't know if idris elba is a voice actor i don't know if he is i don't know if he's ever done it i know it's a very different vein but um i i really don't have it uh is it jeffrey wright the guy who's um uh, From in Westworld. Empire. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep, yeah uh, Westworld. Yep. Yeah. He's like, just what a great voice, like very monotone yeah. baritone, you know, that kind of, I think he would be great. Um, yeah, he would yeah. be awesome.
1: Yeah. What do you think about this nonsense that Kirkman is, is spewing into the world about how apparently angstrom's last name is pronounced Levy. Are you buying into this shit? Do you believe it? <laughs>
4: I don't know. It it would be just like Kirkman to 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 uh to lie to us and <laughs> and that's make us true. think one thing, and then he's like, no, it's this other thing. So that that's a very Kirkman thing to do. But we're not buying it. I'm not buying it. Uh, I mean, yeah. This is this is coming from the group of guys who always say guarding guarding the guarding what, what did you say Guardians of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy instead of Guardians of the Globe yeah. all the time. So yeah. I feel uh, like we still probably slip on that. There's there were some. The sequins was really funny, too, because I said sequins for so many years. And yeah. then uh, whatever episode he was, was it 100? Yeah. When he came on, he was like, no, it's sequids. I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, it's funny,
1: we uh, when, when the three of us went to New York Comic Con a few years back and we met Kirkman, he had, I mean, we had him on episode 50. So, you know, he had listened to the show uh, and he just ripped us apart. He's <laughs> like, you're saying this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And we tried to, like, take notes, but there were so many of them that we just kind of, like, lost track of all the shit that we're saying wrong. So we're oh, probably Thedas still Oh, Thaddeus was the other up. one? Thaddeus? Yeah. yeah. We I don't, don't even know th- how th- we got that. Because <laughs> it doesn't even
4: look anything like, like, like Thaddeus. well, eventually when you like when you just get something in your head for so long, like like even when you're fast reading it, you know, just skimming through the comics, it's like, oh, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And we must have talked about it a lot, too, because I mean, or either that or Ryan, Bill and I all read this read it the same exact way, which is just insane. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Season two is going to be incredible. I cannot wait for that. Um, What what other things about season one kind of stuck out to you? Um, Any characters or moments?
4: Uh, honestly, Machine Head. I know this is a popular one that people are saying, but I never thought that Machine Head would be one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and I I hope we get more of him. I, I'm like begging to get more of him. Like I hope we like get more storylines than we even did in the comic with him because – that Italian maple, I was the yeah. first time I watched that, I was like on the floor, like the like the first time it was funny because I was like, oh OK, like like this, like he's just being like bougie and it's his fancy wood. Right. <laughs> but uh, then like the second time when they bust through the doors, like on the floor, just like instantaneously yeah, on the floor, like calling back to that. Just oh, my goodness. The, the show is not afraid to like be lighthearted, even though it's like so serious, you know, and it's just a very great balance. God, listen to me talking up the show. I haven't said a single bad thing about it yet. (laughs) Oh, I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like we try to
1: remain um, neutral and say the good and the bad, but there there really isn't much bad to talk about, which is insane because we pick apart everything. And I mean, it was, it was, it was exactly what we wanted, you know, and uh, going back to what you said about machine head and the uh, Italian maple, we, uh, um, we found out. We did an interview with the uh, with the uh, head director, who said that uh, uh, Jeff- Jeffrey Donovan, who played the um, the voice of Machine Head actually was in the voice studio and said, can I go back to the uh, Italian leather thing when they break down the door? Like he he was the one that actually put that in there, which I love too.
4: That's so awesome. Like like, like letting the voice actors have a little bit of control over it and being like, yeah, let's bring this back. And oh, that's—and it so ended funny. up being
1: one of the funniest parts of the episode.
4: It, like honestly, one of the funniest landing jokes in, in the season, I think. I, I was like, I was on the floor. Like I said, it was so funny. Like when they busted through the door, I, instantaneously, just like, like this biggest smile on my face. And it's the little stuff like that, that, yeah. you know, just gets peppered in. Uh, it just, it makes it so great. I mean, I mean, that's what made the comic great. Just the little things that you see in the background or, and I'm yeah. glad that, I mean, I wasn't really worried with, you know, the, the three creators coming back to, you know, be hands on with it. So it's just very much in their personality to, you know, pepper that kind of stuff. in. so, and I'm just glad it hasn't gone away. It's, it's yeah. been, it was a great season. So, yeah. And I mean, I mean,
1: like us, you have been a diehard Invincible fan for years before the show came out. Um, What is it like now that Invincible is kind of everywhere? Like, how many people have you introduced the show to? Uh,
4: More than I can count. I mean, my best friend in the entire world, uh, I, I begged him for years to read this comic, right? And after it was after, I think, episode five, he bought the first compendium and then read it in like two days. And then came here to Jetpack and bought two and three and blew through both of those in a weekend. In a weekend. That's two crazy. and three. Like like man, you it's like like you are blowing through the greatest comic books that have ever been written in like a matter of hours. Like, slow down, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's what actually Otley tweeted. Uh, somebody who said like, oh yeah, I read, I read the whole series in like two days. He's like, it took us fifteen years to make this. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's, so funny. And, but, but it's I mean, so like, it's addicting. Once you get into it, I was the same way. When, it, when I went, the same way when I first started reading it. Like, I tell stories about how, I was broke. When I first started reading *Invincible*, I was living on my own. I was completely broke, and I love this story. I, I had to like make a make a choice on like ramen noodles for the week or getting like the next trade paperback. And I, or I'm sorry, getting the next trade paperback and eating ramen noodles I'm for always. a week, or actually living <laughs> living normally. And I chose the ramen noodles and the uh and the Hey, ramen paperback. ramen fills the stomach, right? That's all you need. It Does it? Does <laughs> it does. Um, yeah. So anybody else that you uh, introduced? Any? Did your mom? Watch the show. Not because,
4: not yet. But uh, funny enough, the friend that I was talking about, my my best friend, he his mom watched it, and uh, so hashtag Invincible for moms. Uh, yes. She got she got way too attached to Red Rush early on, mm-hmm. uh, and then her heart broke. But she did stick through and watch all eight episodes. And uh, I was I was actually talking to her about it today, and we were we were talking about like you know just like Nolan and. Uh, You know, like how, uh, how, like you almost sympathize with him because he has lived for so long. So you kind of understand his mentality of like losing his humanity and losing, you know, uh, his, the ideal of like life being sacred and whatnot. And we were just, you know, going off about that. But I want to go back to the question that you asked of like, like, how weird is it for me? Like, like, what's, like, what's different? And like, Invincible is a meme now, like, like, like I can't stress that enough. I, I open my phone and I don't know if it's just because it's targeted ads or whatnot, because all I do is look at invincible shit. But like every time I open my phone, it's it's think Mark, think or or mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's the other one that's like blowing up right now? The look at what they need to <laughs> mimic a fraction of our power memes. And oh, those yeah. ones are just getting better and better as they go okay. along. But I, I can't I, like I can't scroll through my phone even 60 seconds without hitting a, an invincible meme and it's i mean like when we think about the comic book as like long diehard fans right like like what's like one of the things that we like instantly come to it's the it's the think mark after what would you have after 500 years line and yeah. like that huge impactful moment that we have loved for so many years is a meme and like it's just yeah. completely weird to me it's yeah it was such a
1: because it was that impactful moment and they captured it so perfectly. Like I even tell the story about when I watched it, I know that line so well. And even then I was
4: like choking up. You know what I mean? It's 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 The way that Steven the way that Steven oh my god, like can we just like praise yes, me to Steven can. UN? Holy fucking <laughs> shit. But, oh my goodness, like, I don't know, like, what he was doing. I think you guys even talked about this, but I, like, I don't know what he was doing, if he was gargling water or something like that. But, like, his, like, I, like yeah. tears in my eyes, like, I was like, oh, oh, just yeah. so powerful, so powerful. I it never, so, never thought so, that we would ever see that on screen, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, I mean, a great time to be an Invincible fan. <laughs>
1: They went to some dark places, even for like Amazon Prime, even for it being like a subscription service, like it got pretty dark, especially in the finale. So, yep. and I mean, that's what Invincible is, though. That's why, I, like, it, I mean, honestly, it even got darker than the comic. Um, yep. I mean, the train scene was an addition, and it was the most, it was the biggest scene in, and probably the series. It's the one that's most talked about, I feel.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's whenever you go on InvinciFans or Twitter, it's it's literally just people commenting under posts like, what about the train scene or making subway jokes? And so, yeah, I would say, yeah, you're probably right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is that question of, like, did they go too far? I, I don't know, because, like, they've done some pretty – pretty intense stuff with characters before and still redeem them. So I still think that Nolan can be redeemed, but I, I, it's funny because I just listened to your interview with Jeff Allen this morning. It was great Mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, but you guys, I I remember you guys talking about it this morning about, uh, well you recorded it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, but I listened (laughs) to it this morning. Um, I want it to be fresh in my head. So I listened to it and as long as you listen to it. Oh, I listen to every episode. (laughs) So you don't have to worry about that. I do get around to it. Um, but, yeah, so when you guys were talking about, you know, like, like can he be redeemed? Did, did, was it – did it go too far? You know, I, I love that conversation. I lo- like, that's probably the number one thing talked about, like, in the store for people who have read the comic book. You know, it's – people are not shying away from, like, how are they going to redeem Nolan after this? I mean, like – whenever I think about like, how are they going to redeem Nolan? Like whatever, like what plays in my head is that scene of him, like after the subway crashes and then he like, just like lands on that person, like reaching for his daughter and like, I'm like, like how, how are they going to do that? That's the
1: part I always think about is that moment. Yeah. So brutal. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll happen. I mean, I, I kind of like the fact that, I mean, I'm kind of hoping for a little controversy. Like I want fans who haven't read the comic to be like, no, I, I still, I can't forgive him. I don't want to forgive him. And I well, want that.
4: Liz and Brittany, like they, they never forgave Nolan. And I, I think right. that that is valid. And I like that people never forgive Nolan because it, it really is not an easy thing to forgive. I mean, that's what makes fiction so great. Right. Cause we can take like human problems and put them in like inhumane, in inhumane ways. Right. Like, like none of us have lived as long as Nolan Grayson. So like we, we none of us as humans could ever understand that. But like, if we we did live as long as Nolan Grayson, like, like maybe we would think like that, like maybe humanity would be nothing to us. I mean, do we think about the ants that we step on on the ground? You know, like, yeah. like that's what humans are to Nolan, and I think that's just what makes the comic so great. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm really excited to just talk to people about it, and I mean, Kirkman's great at writing stuff that people just want <laughs> never shut up about. So, oh.
1: and it is crazy too because there, there, there is more people to talk about it. I mean, we've been doing this pod- podcast for. For five years just kind of talking to each other but now we can we've expanded that and we're still talking to the fans that have always been fans but we're talking with like new people that haven't read the comic yet and it's cool to get their perspective too and, and it's i mean like for example i just went to like barnes and noble and they never had invincible stuff there maybe like one or two trade paperbacks now they got all the compendiums the hardcovers, covers everything is, is at barnes and noble it's like it's insane how like it, it really i mean another thing like if I were to type Rexplode into like text messaging or like looking for a GIF, there was nothing there. But the day after all the the first three episodes came out, there's tons of Rexplode and Rexplode yep. like was not like a big character in the comic. Like he, he was, uh, but not
4: like invincible. You know what I mean? And he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. Cause he's my favorite character. Yeah. But- I like, Like, like back to the machine head thing. Like I never thought that machine head would be like a a name that people would just drop randomly in a comic book shop, but like people come in and they're like, Oh, how about that machine head character? And I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I'm down to talk about machine head. Of course, you know, it's, it's so weird. I'm, and the thing that's like, that's getting me giddy and so excited is like, what other characters are people just going to like randomly fall in love with? Like, what about like the elephant or, or, or Octoboss? Like like, Octoboss all day. (laughs) We still haven't even, we still haven't even, I mean, we did meet elephant briefly. We heard him on the phone uh, and then saw Invincible flying away by his trunk, which was hilarious. But (laughs) I mean like small little characters, like I'm like, I'm so excited to like, to see like where this goes. I mean, being such a, a longtime fan about it and just always looking for an excuse to talk about invincible. I mean, now there's a million excuses to talk about invincible with a million different people. So yeah, it's, it's really fun. I I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's great. So. Yeah. And I mean, we're always here to
1: talk about it and, uh, we love talking to you about it. Um, you know, appreciate you coming on the show again and, seriously, like, I mean, we, we played video games over the years here and there. We, we still t- keep in touch. Um, but yeah, yep. we'll, de- we'll definitely have you back, uh, sooner or later. I mean, season two is coming out.
4: Hey man, I'm so excited. Ugh,
1: dude, I cannot wait. It's going to be a little while, going to be a little mm-hmm. while, but it's going to be worth the wait.
4: No, my question, I ha- I have a question for you. Like, uh, sure. I don't, I don't know if you guys have talked about this because I mean, I, 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 all the episodes kind of blend together, uh, when you listen to them all, but uh, do you think that the live action show will come out alongside this animated show or do you think that they might wait for it to be done like, like where do you think this live action is going to fall into play
1: Ooh, that is a really good question I hope that it comes out during the show because I want the show to go like forever uh, and I don't want to wait you know six eight ten more years for the live action
4: I don't blame him. Um, yeah.
1: but uh so I, I'm gonna go with during the show. All right. That's a, what, what do you what do you think?
4: I would think probably around the height of the show. I would imagine that that was that would be where they would want to capitalize on on a live action movie. Like maybe like during the like maybe right after the conquest season or before the conquest season. Like like at its peak. At its peak yeah. would probably be where you would want to drop a live action movie and just capitalize on all that merch. So, yeah,
1: dude, for sure. I mean. I'm hoping that the success of just the first season is is kind of pushing Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg to really like hit the script and, you know, whatever version of script they're on or wherever they are in the process. And just like, let's get this thing going because I'm ready.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just ready for more invincible. Like bring the comic back, man. I don't like just yeah, just, keep mean, just keep it coming. Just keep it coming, man. Hey,
1: the he Curry Walker Walker's out there doing something. I don't know right. what he's doing, but he's doing I did, something. I
4: I have been looking at his blog, so I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, <laughs> his blog. If you don't know where it is, it's uh, in the bio of his uh, Twitter. So go go check that out. He's got oh, a lot of cool stuff on there.
4: One more thing. One. I, there's so much to talk about. Uh, like, <laughs> Hit me. Uh, Otley Otley on Hulk. Like how. F- awesome is that i mean it's i remember so i remember back in god back in when we when we were back in boston comic-con this was like before thanos had even come out because we were talking i was talking to you guys about donny cates the writer of god country coming on and writing a thanos book and it hadn't even come out yet and now yeah. here we are and yeah, donny dude. cates honestly
1: donny cates has become like he's like up there with kirkman with me like i he's He's an incredible writer. There's nothing that I've read of his that I that I thought was just mediocre or less. Yep. yep. So yep. everything so he hits Hulk the, has,
4: hits the nail on the head on everything.
1: Hulk has never been one of my go to's. Like I'm not even really a Marvel guy, but I mean, Donny Cage writing anything with with Otley's pencil
4: on it. Come on. I know, That's it's, all I need. I I can't remember what interview it was, but when Kirk, well, there was one interview where Kirkman was like asked like What do you think about Otley on on Spider-Man? He was like, Oh, Nick Spencer is not utilizing him to his yeah. full abilities, and I was like. You know, I always said, I was like in the shop, I was like, you know who would utilize him to his fullest abilities? Donnie fucking Cates. Donnie fucking Cates would utilize Ryan Otley's yeah. penciling. And look at where we are now. And the Hulk so. is the
1: perfect thing for him, too. Like, oh my it's going to be incredible.
4: I, I know. I can't wait. All right. I'm keeping you here too long. so.
1: Nah, man. I love talking about it. There's so many good <laughs> things coming out. So many invincible things. So many invincible related things. Um, I mean, we... That I mean, that's why we do the podcast. We just can't stop talking about it. But we love—I loved having you, man. I loved uh, uh, catching up with you. It's been a while, so yeah, it's always uh, a pleasure love talking. Buddy. Invincible, thank you so much for coming on.
4: Yeah, of course. You All guys, right, you. later. Later, dude.
0: Hey, everybody! I'm here with Vince from Let's Talk Invincible over on Twitter. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. It's been a while since someone called me Let's Talk Invincible, but. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, wait. Yeah, it's Invincible Ink. So, yeah, yeah, it's still still. Let's talk. It, that's all I do. <laughs> so uh, how long did it take for you to shovel out your driveway this morning?
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Every no, time okay, you're, it's
0: it was snowing there like what? Last week,
3: it was like a week before June and it was not a little bit of snow either. I was no. pissed off. I was so mad. <laughs>
0: It's crazy because I think of us as, you know, like Buffalo, New York area, like an area that is known for getting a good amount of snow and for being cold and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, June and you're posting pictures of a couple feet of snow outside your window. And I can't believe it. Like, you're crazy.
3: No, I I hate it. I hate (laughs) it so much.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So we were just talking before uh, before we started and. uh we were talking we were talking a little bit about people's reactions to Invincible for the first time for watching the show. And, you know, we obviously had you on the podcast. We were really excited about the upcoming show. And we you and I talked a lot, uh, you know,
3: so Ron, we were so, wrong. We were so wrong.
0: <laughs> not just that. But like, like, I feel like I haven't had a a, a, a good chance to talk to you about everything you know it felt like you know that whirlwind of the show coming out and everything like that so I'm really excited to hear thoughts and what happened like uh you know you know what it was like when you were watching the show leading up to it and everything like that so we're gonna we're gonna it might be easier to just start at the beginning a little bit like so what was it like when you were watching the show how did you watch the show because for a while there it was I mean you you weren't able to watch it Thursdays right
3: yeah, um, usually I would be working or out or, like, with my parents or something or other. So, so some nights I watched it Thursday, but, like, usually it was Friday morning. hmm Yeah. And you... So I that was the turning point when I finally turned off, like, push notifications on Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm like,
3: no, I'm not getting Twitter notifications I... on my phone anymore.
0: I. wasn't. No more. I wasn't watching uh the trailers i wasn't watching or watching even the like official invincibles um uh like what was it they're like bingo card and stuff like that for the first few episodes i was like i don't want to know because that's how i saw like the sandwich in space thing i was like i don't want to know i I was trying to avoid as much as i could but
3: yeah i did look at that stuff but i didn't find that super spoilery i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay i'll see this from the comic whatever Yeah. yeah Yeah. But yeah, it was horror.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, uh, let's see, I didn't, man, didn't even talk to you about this. Like Nolan killing the guardians at the end of episode one. That's mm-hmm. always like one of the first things I want to talk to you about with people right? that know the comics. Um, I mean, ultimately happy with that choice. First impression. Yeah. Were you happy with it? I mean, cause for us it was really shocking and a complete twist of what we're used yeah. to.
3: I think I said this while I was watching it cause I watched them all with Benny. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, it made sense for them to, it wasn't that weird of a change for them to fight back because you and I, we've read the book and we saw Reboot and we saw that they can mm-hmm. pull their own against Nolan, at least for a little while. Yeah. And it, that was such a cool fight. And it was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they just brought that to the beginning. And I love that. I was like, oh my God. And obviously, it was more gruesome.
0: Yeah. I. Um... My
3: mom watched it. Like, I watched oh, it with Benny yeah, the first
0: you just, time. You just said something about that, like, today or something, and I wanted yeah. to bring that up. <laughs> your mom watched it, so tell me about that. She was
3: like, I'm not going to watch your stupid superhero <laughs> cartoon. I'm not going to watch it. And then the day it came out, she was like, are you going to come over and watch it with me and Brett? <laughs> like, my brother who's read it? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I watched it with Benny, and then I drove over to their house. And then she watched it, and she was like, this is really cute. And... She was laughing when they were getting killed. Like, oh, my God. Like maniacal laughing. Like, she's like, oh, my God. I'm laughing. And I'm, like, staring at her. Like, yeah. Are you OK? This isn't the uh, the,
0: the reaction, <laughs> that yeah, this isn't the reaction <laughs> you're supposed to be thinking. having. Yeah. And so what did and she? Had,
3: yeah. My youngest siblings are in, like, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And they were there. And I'm like, get them out of here. And she's like, this looks fine. And I'm like, no, get them Trust out me. of here.
0: Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah did um so did she just recently finish it
3: yeah she finished it like uh a, a week well she finished it like a week after the first episode came out it was kind of late for her mm-hmm. but i wasn't worried about spoilers because she she never goes on twitter except to bug me yeah you know
0: <laughs> but, but, <laughs> ultimate, but ultimately she liked it
3: oh yeah she That's... did it's false. She, she had some funny comments she was like I don't know why they shade the crotches so much and I'm like why are you looking at the that was something crotches? else I
0: was seeing online people were talking about the 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 shading and stuff like that it made it look like they wet themselves sometimes and everything
3: really? I never I thought, thought that was I standard never... shading for yeah like, like a DC animated movie or something or other
0: yes so. it did kind of remind me of that yeah yeah hmm. uh, but yeah. as far as the like you you brought up reboot and i was actually just flipping through it the other day and in reboot he you know mark tells Nolan, he's like hey i know what you're gonna do you're this is this you know you, you're gonna go kill the guardians and he says it like this he says the first thing you're gonna do when you find out that you know i can i get powers is you're gonna go kill the guardians because they're you, you view them as a threat and that they might even be able to stop you and i was like huh Look at that. It's funny, right? like rereading that after watching the show, like later Kirkman might have mm-hmm. known that like, like they were more powerful than the first, you know, because a lot of people bring up, oh, issue seven or whatever. He just kills him in one panel and it's over and done with. He doesn't even break a yeah. sweat. He's just standing there. But in the show, he's like it it beat him, you know, like yeah. they almost like he
3: passes out like, yeah,
0: yeah, I love and that that's
3: actually canon like they can do that. The that's only great. big difference was that um now they have more of reason to suspect him, I guess, and that's kinda that changed the whole show. Which but completely like, Cecil, like, knows and
0: Yeah, Debbie. Well
3: Cecil Cecil kinda knew too. Like
0: You're right, he comics. did kinda <laughs> know, but he wasn't introduced yeah. until after the fight. Yeah. You know? So seeing exactly. him figuring it out, uh Damien Darkblood, and then obviously Debbie, who's com- completely right? different in the show in a bet in for the better, right? Did oh, you Oh yeah, I agree. Okay.
3: Like she was already like my favorite, but they made her so much better.
0: Yeah, I know. Can you imagine this Debbie with Oliver?
3: I, 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 I mean, keep thinking about it. That's got to be season two. That's all I want.
0: I think it's going to be second half of season two. We'll see. Yeah. I think I there's going to
3: be delicious discourse about Oliver, and I can't wait. People are going to be <laughs> thinking such a brat. I'm like, yes, yes.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to bring up. the? Um, uh, you mentioned something else earlier before we started. And you kind of slipped it in there you you think the show is better than the first you know uh, 15 uh, issues or so 12 issues yes,
3: for that i mean the comic as a whole is not fair to compare i think the comic yeah. as a whole is yeah. better because they haven't gotten to the best ship yet yeah. you know they haven't gotten to the bilge war yet, or <laughs> yeah i won't get into it but like for that <laughs> beginning part yes i think it's better
0: yeah the way they handled the the 100%. you know the the truth of Nolan what he's doing there marketing powers the, the family mm-hmm. drama the guardians all of that kind of stuff I agree and it's weird to think that can you imagine if you know we would have you know if you can go it back it in is. time and tell yourself that no just like hey it's I... going to be better like what no yeah,
3: yeah I, I was hoping for like at least like not a panel to panel adaptation but like at least as good
0: yeah 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 no I agree um let's see what are some no. of the other what's that
3: but no they made it better yeah
0: what are some of the other changes or standouts from it
3: um hmm for the first episode
0: or even even what? in general
3: yeah in general hmm rex it's funny how they made some characters um <laughs> more likable yeah. like we mentioned debbie and amber mm-hmm. but some of them are like less likable and i'm like
0: do you think rex, rex is, is less less likable
3: yeah like in the first yeah He's more of a dick. Yes. And I'm like, and I'm like, I know I love you. I know I love you. Why
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why you- I wonder how much they're gonna change that. I wonder how much more like if they're gonna have him do that turn. Like they kind of teased at it a little bit with him apologizing mm-hmm. to Eve or not apologizing yeah. to Eve. Um, but yeah, I really am curious as to as to how much his character will change, you know. But they did do a really good job of making him a dick.
3: Yeah. And he- I like that, um, That monster girl and Rex uh, friendship. Like, they have a few moments in the comics, but Rex kind of doesn't really have friends after shit hits the fan with with Kate. Yeah. And it's cute.
0: You're right. I really did like that a lot. I mean, everything with Amanda and then later Rudy. The whole Mm -hmm. robot story weaved through this season was really good, too. I really liked how they moved that storyline up. Um, I mean, a lot of the Mm -hmm. storylines, Titan, the Sequids, still feels weird to say Sequids, not Sequids. Right? Yeah.
3: Before watching the episode, I was so excited. I'm like, how are they going to pronounce it? I'm finally going to know. Like, uh-huh. yep.
0: yeah. yeah, I really liked the way they condensed, you know, some of those storylines, story mm-hmm. even the Flaxons, Flaxons uh, into one episode instead of them being the three parts. Um, all that was handled really, really well with the overarching story of Nolan and what, yeah. what he's doing. So. I don't know,
3: and they got rid of Heck and Mister Hiles or whatever. Thank yes. God. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I do love that Easter egg though. Him being on the TV yeah. and the news report is just a great way of still, 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 still. It's still being there, but we don't need to. We don't need to see that.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a cool. Like I need to rewatch this, like I've reread the comic because there's so many little Easter eggs. Like yeah. I was pausing every time there was a sign, like stop. Like yeah, right. To just read everything on here.
0: Yeah. Yep. Anything. um What's something you're looking forward to most in season two? Now Oliver. that we've all <laughs> yes. No, you're right. Duh. Do you think that's gonna be I mean
3: I think so. Yeah. Maybe it'll end like that. I don't wanna speculate too much, but maybe that'll be like the ending reveal. Yeah. Or or maybe it'll like end with uh, Nolan getting carted off to space prison.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Read my books or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. I can't <clears throat> I have a hard time because I you want the nolan reveal to be a big deal but you also know that there's going to be casting they're going to be promoting that jk simmons returns because he's such a big Mm -hmm. name so i feel like because of that they might have it sooner in the series because it's like it's already out there it's already known people are going to be every week going okay when is he coming when is he coming And if you hold that to the finale then it's almost a little deceptive and a little bit of a letdown for people so i'm really curious because yeah i could totally see them holding it to the end but
3: and I know they tease Conquest, but I feel like that's a bit too soon.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think the only reason why they showed them was because it was a flashback. I yeah, think, and I'm
3: glad they did. Yeah. But people were like, oh, I can't wait to see Conquest and things too. And I'm like, I don't know. N- I could be wrong. I was very wrong about a lot of things.
0: What, What? Yeah. like what? Did you think that this this oh. first season would have, how would, was it structured differently than you expected? The fight oh, sooner? Yeah.
3: I, I I thought it was going to go all the way to... I thought they were going to cut a lot more than they did. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was going to go all the way to like around issue 50. Actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they did kind of go, they, I think they did take some stuff from the forties, I think with like the Martians and whatever, mm-hmm. but obviously it ended with the Nolan arc. So,
0: yeah, it yeah. is interesting how like you see 50 and that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people gloss over or we don't talk about enough um because it's like okay you know we got conquest coming up or angstrom levy coming up and all these things and it's like you know we got the whole cecil thing like that's Mm -hmm. a that should be a big deal issue 50 was a big deal
3: no that one blew my mind like yeah i mean
0: and we got a lot of a lot of hints towards things going in that direction with him hiring villains and the the reaniman thing at the end there and the white room we saw the white room exactly you know
3: i was waiting for them to show it and i was so yeah Benny and I probably sounded like crazy people because just yelling things that make no sense, like the white room, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means nothing to anybody except for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. You think, and me
3: and everyone who's read it. Like.
0: Mm-hmm. I think uh, Bill has a story of someone, uh, they were watching it with someone who had read the books and someone who didn't. And they're like, oh, and it was like, "What? what's the big idea? You know what I mean?
3: Right. <laughs> like,
0: yep. Uh, I want to I bring up the fact that we can't escape invincible and we talked a little bit about this no, uh we the, before we started but like you know there was a while there where the loudest voices on twitter were probably myself and you uh mm-hmm. tweeting about invincible and now it's like everyone else is right? talking about it
3: there's so <laughs> much fan art i'm like so much marking all of it
0: <laughs> like and 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 i it's it's just weird to bring up but like the the memeification of Invincible and how, right? oh, okay, so the, the Think Mark, you know, thing became a meme, and it's like, surely that will go away in a week, um, but then not only, not only did it not, but now it's been replaced by another one? By the, you know, the fraction of their power, you know, or, or of our power or whatever meme? Like, yep. and this is like, a, are we going on a couple months since the finale, and a new meme has spawn, spawned from this episode?
3: I know, it's
0: and you can't escape yeah,
3: I, it. I used to be able to count the amount of invincible memes like on my hand, you know, what yeah. I knew about. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's funny because it's such an emotional moment, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's another funny thing to think about. Like, go travel back in time to our previous selves and be like, yeah. So not only is the show going to be, or you know, be better than the comic in many ways, but it's going to be really well received. But also, you know, that the most emotional moment, you know, like I'd still have you Dad, is going to be like memed to hell and and just become a right. joke kind of, but in a, in an okay way, it's still going to work. It'll still be an emotional scene, but it's also going to be like completely like yep. thrown out to the internet. I mean, J.K.
3: Simmons had just a funny voice. I guess it was inevitable, With, well, not funny, but like, I always think of, you know, the Spider-Man scene. Oh yeah. And he's laughing his head off oh yeah and i'm like there is
0: <laughs> and you've seen like the re- recreations of that one where it's omni-man doing the laugh yeah, and everything i've seen that oh it's so good i can't believe this like how it's how it's come to this you know and how much has changed any other any other th- things you want to talk about invincible related
3: um who the heck were those guys at the beginning of issue oh not issue ep- episode one who we, like the security guards Yeah, I'm. I'm so baffled about that. I'm like, they didn't die. I thought that they were going to die, and then the sun showed up here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah. They talk about their, you know, them going to. uh, uh, They're going on their trip to England, and then you know they get attacked by the Maulers at the White House, and then it's showing the trip to England, and then it's showing the sun. I think it was Matt, uh, in front of or in the uh, Immortal's grave. Yeah. I don't know i know some theories have been thrown around that i don't believe for a second um yeah. i i think that it's just meant to be a uh uh like a human component like a like this is yeah the normal this is showing normal life you can't just start the show with you know superheroes attacking you know what i mean like there needs to be the grounded human relationship this is after all a show at its core about family and especially a father and a son. And here we have Mm -hmm. this father and his son and they're having a little bit of a, you know, some, you know, relationship trouble, but it's gotten better and how much it's grown. Um, But also a vehicle to show a couple things of all three things, you know, like they're getting caught up in the middle every time.
3: I'm curious if they're going to keep showing up in season two. Like, and also there's that Damien Darkblood stuff that they added in. And right. And I'm like, what's going on there?
0: Yeah. So we we know that Kirkman wanted to do some hell, some hell stuff. Yeah. And so that seems like it's, you know, the door has been opened, if you will, to, to kind of explore that stuff. Um, really curious, because, that, because then the question comes, the more interesting question than whether or not he'll have them go down to hell, is why? Like, what do they need this you know, superpower detective for like what could happen that they need him and they need to go get him, which is a really cool story. Like that's, that, that would be a, a a really fun, fun fanfic. (laughs) You know I mean? I'm thinking about like what mystery would need to be solved, you know, for him to need to come back out. I don't know. And then what's that relationship with, with uh, Cecil? Cecil's
3: Hmm. so much fun in the show. Like, I like him a lot in the show. I know he's. I know he's stinky deep down. Yeah, they already hinted at it. Mm-hmm. But like, even even though I say that I hate Cecil, I really don't like. I, I was sad when he died. You know, like. Yeah. I think he's cool.
0: Yeah. No, he's a great character. It's a great he character. Is. is there any? Uh, are there any characters you weren't crazy about in the show ad- adaptation?
3: Um besides Rex. Well, I get I get it. They I don't hate Rex in the adaptation. No, just I just like think they made him more of an asshole. I don't know. Yeah. If they made anyone, I, they made Nolan certainly. This is not a bad thing, but they made Nolan more evil, evil or an asshole that's, or whatever.
0: That's what I wanted to talk to you about when we were talking right yeah. before we started. Like what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know you know, like, you know the you... comic as well as anybody. Like
3: Yeah. They, they have like he's the, the heart of the whole story almost, you know, but like, yeah, like you literally posted today's,
0: I know. Right.
3: And they added all that stuff with him kind of being, I wouldn't say abusive, but like kind of, um, manipulative with yeah. Debbie. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they really like are making me want to hate him and yeah. I don't want to hate Nolan. I love him.
0: I know. I mean, today's, we're recording on father's day and you, you posted the, a great, a great, uh panel from oh yeah i always one, have to repost that one 142 two sounds right
3: That's at the same time <laughs> it sounds right yeah. i think yeah. so
0: <laughs> um but anyways like like that right there in a nutshell you need to get to that point they're the, like everything that mark becomes and why the end of the series makes sense is because of what happens in Nolan's journey, and that's fine. I think that you know, it's it can be done. I think they definitely made it a little bit harder on themselves. Um, yep. <laughs> but it's you know you also got to put yourself in the in the the shoes of someone reading the comic for the first time too, because nobody yeah. likes them for the first time. You know, especially yeah. like the new readers when Liz and Brittany hated them. You know, you're kind of supposed to, and it does take a really long time. It's
3: yeah. Like it's almost 144 issues. By the way, it's 141. I just Ooh, checked. We, we were, were close. just off. We were we were close. Just off.
0: Um,
3: um, but yeah, it's like, it takes like over a hundred issues. Like I see, see some people being like, there's no way that I can't believe people forgive him in the book. And I'm like, well, you haven't read it. It's like over hundred <laughs> issues. Like it takes a long time.
0: Yeah. And it is yeah. interesting. And it's something we've thought about and brought up on the show. Like, he. Earth doesn't forgive him, you know, he no. doesn't go back to Earth. He doesn't you know, he's not welcomed back. It's not like everybody's like, you know what? No, he's a good guy now.
3: They don't uncancel Nolan Grayson. No, <laughs> he's no.
0: <laughs> no, he's no, it's he's bad. The whole I mean, like what he did is never, it's forgiven. never
3: forgiven. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's um, just
3: like his family just kind of um forgives each other. Yeah, kind of. Like every once in a while, Mark kind of I remember that moment when he like leaves Earth and they're having one last fight around. They land on the mountain, and Mark kind of like brings up like, how like hey you beat the shit out of me like that wasn't cool or something or other. Wait,
0: when he's was like, this? He'll never
3: let that go eh? and he's like, like and they kind of, they're kind of like oh okay we'll stop talking about this for now. When was this? Uh, I can't I can't remember what he said. something about like, not being oh, I'm gonna find them I want to find that moment now it's the it's the issue when he leaves Earth
0: oh and yes
3: Mark has a low has a low blow, something about how he um he doesn't really trust him,
0: yes, yeah, or, yeah no, I know what you're talking about shoot um
3: I think that's issue one, 16, 17?
0: yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, yeah, know. like it's not it's 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 really interesting <laughs> how those actions are never really like swept away you know like it is always like Kirkman knows that Earth's not going to accept him like there's the whole scene with Nolan coming back and Cecil being like you can't you can't be here you know that you can't be seen like uh, and it's not like everything's just okay so you're
3: gonna have to hang out on the moon
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and even that doesn't last long so yeah um yeah uh, battle beast titan that episode right? i absolutely loved really fleshing out characters like titan and and that was really really great I'm...
3: Mm-hmm. that was cool i always loved titan i don't know why i just thought he looked cool in a suit yeah, but yeah. now i like i'm like oh yeah hell yeah he's a dad
0: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy man and, and in I one episode that. they managed to make him so much better um than just kind of like a, a, a mafia goon kind of kind of dude uh let's see what else any other things jumping out at you
3: Hmm, i almost want to like scrub through but i know that we're trying to keep this short but um hmm that's that monster fight that they added that was fucking awesome
0: that whole episode that you're referring to at seven with uh nolan what's what's its name hail mary
3: hail mary yeah yeah yeah. i wanted to say bloody mary but i'm like that's that's not right (laughs) that's
0: not it uh, I loved how uh, I didn't catch it like the first couple of watches, but then somebody posted online that Mark tied up that monster. Like, yeah, it was a cool He's little a good boy. Yes, like he didn't like try and kill it. He didn't like fly through its head or anything like that. He like in the background you see that he used the telephone lines or whatever to tie up this monster. Meanwhile, his yeah. dad is cutting someone in half. Like, it's just like a really cool. You know, juxtaposition or whatever yeah. of, of I him. I can't
3: wait to see his moral character just degenerate over the course. Of-
0: what did you think of that? That's what I'll ask you about. Him saying "make me" and him like, uh, like kind of showing some dark sides in in this first season. Yeah,
3: was that them teasing at this "quote unquote" vulture might anger that the comic always goes on about? Yes, I
0: think so. It's
3: supposedly a thing. We don't see it a ton though, but every once in a while, it's like, oh, he has a. Temper,
0: like yeah so and i think i mean especially there's a, a a a time in the comics especially with eve and everything like that and and like how he can get a little you know
3: yeah
0: a little angrier uh be a,
3: the I amount of times he chokes out Cecil. Yeah. Actually, I think it's just once or twice. Twice, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the anger with Angstrom and like that kind of stuff. And and then Robot referring to how they all, you know, all right? versions of him I didn't have even this. Think about
3: Angstrom. He's got to be in the second season. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. It's going to be crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was because now, you know, like Kirkman talked about, he's rewriting these early issues, knowing where these characters go. You know, in the first several issues of Invincible, he didn't know that there would be other versions of Mark that all have this issue. So, yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be pieces of it sprinkled throughout. Um, but, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Angstrom with the portals and all this kind of stuff? It's going to be it's gonna be crazy. I'm
3: going to lose my mind, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, the way 33 goes with Debbie and Oliver, I mean... Yep.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's going to... That's... It's funny because I, I forgive so many of the villains in Invincible for far worse things. But for some reason, even though I love Aangstrom, I mm-hmm. never quite forgive him. And it's just because, I'll admit, it's just because he hurt Oliver and Debbie. I'm like, no, like, that seems prejudiced uh, against you now.
0: You know what's crazy? I'm thinking about how that could potentially be in the finale of season two or whenever. If it's a you know potential yeah. finale, having season one have, you know, Mark's dad brutally beat him to to near death on mm-hmm. on the face of a mountain and then season two have mark nearly brutally beat someone to death in a desert yeah, like you know what i mean like switch? that kind of thing where it's showing like what's happening to him or what's brewing inside him that could yeah, be really like, cool like your dad yeah like, Ooh.
3: <laughs> that'd be cool and Man. it would it's people if it ends with him being beaten up like on thraxa or mantia or what the oh, yeah. fuck ever yeah um i don't really know um, i know
0: they're actually a mantia people I mean, gonna make, yeah come on but yeah people are
3: gonna make so many jokes about like every season he ends up
0: like yes. on a hospital bed yes just beat up i mean i get it yes that's, that's why that's- i love it Yes, yes, he always gets beat up. That's kind of the thing that's kind of his thing. He just that's his thing, <laughs> yes, it's accepted. It. I know everybody's like and it was funny seeing the internet kind of like discover this that he's like, oh, he's called invincible, but he's constantly getting beat up. it's like
3: it's funny. It's like you got the whole you, you got the point. Like, you got
0: it. You got it. Yeah. But I don't God think. God bless you. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think they could do that. Though they can't. They can't have season two finale be him beat up on a mountain. They can't. Right. I don't think
3: Like they could, but I should they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly. Uh oh, Also,
3: I found the line that I was talking about. Sorry, Nolan says, "I know I you feel like I betrayed you," and the Mark's is like, "Yes, you should be used to it by now."
0: Oh, you're and right. And Nolan's like yeah yeah
3: yeah so it's like yeah nolan never really he's not really redeemed you know he's just kind of yeah he's been indoctrinated like give him a chance
0: yeah
3: here have have this meme benny made
0: what's this oh my gosh nobody's
3: gonna be able to see it but you
0: yeah (laughs) when oh yeah yeah (laughs) and who's that so we got in that uh in that flashback we got this one
3: yeah v- the, okay v- go for it the eye patch lady yeah nobody can see this but me i should have waited until after this but yeah. no it's
0: all good uh but no during this during cool. nolan's uh telling of the true viltrum uh story uh there's a, a kind of like a general or or so kind of talking yeah. to him crazy like mohawk eye patch mm-hmm. cool character design oh.
3: okay go. i know that we're going like over your time i think That's okay like, go ahead the fact that nolan mentioned his grandparents yes. and the episode notes were like hey this is the first time his grandparents have ever been mentioned anywhere and i'm like no isn't Argyll his grandfather like i swear to god that's and i'm like are they changing that or does he not know or is Argyll more like a great 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 grandpa because no might live forever so like no not forever but like a long ass time all right so all right or maybe you're gonna they're have gonna to, you're gonna have, that to you're gonna
0: have to help but, me with this is is Argyle related to him oh yeah, no Argyle sorry I'm thinking Argyle. Thetis. I was like Thetis isn't related to him I was like what where? no okay yes no, Argyle, that one Thetis got, dude, killed dead. Argyle that's where my head was yes. at yes um
3: y'all always mix them up
0: yeah <laughs> um you're right
3: uh I think maybe that was just I think I'm reading too much into this trivia moment
0: no I think because we thought about that I think the answer or the headcanon or whatever was that our was like great 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 distant like cousin grandfather you know what I mean like he he's bloodline but he's not his
3: father or do they just say you're you're part of his bloodline I
0: think it's just bloodline like hard like no I have to to reread no for sure no relation I guess you're just gonna have to reread the whole thing yeah that's it (laughs)
3: <laughs> they, talk, they talk about his kids being kind of hidden, and that's Argos. And yeah. Oh,
0: I don't remember that.
3: You don't? Okay, so they uh, Thrag. I think it's when he's talking to Mark's uh, comatose body. Yeah. He's he's saying something about how they lost the heirs, and the reason they didn't know where they were is because Argos kept them hidden. Oh, Cause I, either because he was scared that they were going to. I don't I mean, This part so of me had yeah. thing but that they, someone would target them or else that they would target him.
0: Yeah. You so know, like so that's interesting drama. that that uh, it could be Nolan's grandfather, but he doesn't know it because his parents were hidden I, away.
3: Right? We've never seen a Viltrumite nuclear family. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Yeah, we know that they're assholes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, to put so it why simply.
0: so then you get then it makes you wonder why uh why Nolan's parents or grandparents whatever chose to keep them hidden away cuz like that's not really yeah. part of the Viltrumite way so maybe there was something always yeah. like maybe Nolan was always or kind why of Nolan
3: had that nostalgic moment about his grandparents. Like he never even mentions that, his family in the comic.
0: That that I like cuz I feel like that's a a seed of what humanity has done to him. Like this familial bond. Yeah. It's like now he's thinking about his grandparents. Like that's not really a Viltrum thing to do. But
3: yeah, or his parents, Mark's grandparents. Or I don't know. i have to the what, episode. Yeah, you're same right. Same
0: thing. But he did, it was his parents, you're right, because he says your grandparents. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously Debbie, like we were talking about the whole like uh humanity. I loved that they made that because of Debbie. Like not mm-hmm. only was Debbie like a badass and like crazy smart and awesome in this show, but like she's the reason like somebody had well, to she teach is in him the
3: comic too i have an essay about it. but like they made <laughs> no, it No, but you're
0: obvious. right but you're right yeah. like and and I'll, i i i never really thought it that uh, that as like i didn't it wasn't as clear to me and i and that's my own like fault for not mm-hmm. thinking into it enough but like somebody had to teach him and you're right it was it was always debbie like she had she was the one you know like he sees her when he's still in his viltrumite garb early on and like she was always there and so like making it a moment and tying it to his reason to leave and everything is amazing
3: i love that one panel in the book where she's stopping him from beating up like um like uh, someone who's trying to mug her or something or other like criminal yeah yeah and that baseball scene they added like yes they made nolan so much more more, you know, like over yeah. the top, I guess. But they also added that baseball scene and God damn it, like that tugged. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I mean, it, it. it worked. It worked. People like, you know, the train, like the, the train scene, like people talked about it. You know, it couldn't just be, it couldn't just be a little brutal. Like it had to be traumatic and it had to mm-hmm. be heavy and for it to be that big of a switch that why did he stop? Why did he fly away? So
3: yeah, since they're improving on the comic, like if they're going to continue that trend, are they ever going to make Mark go to a therapist instead (laughs) of just talking to Eve? Because there's, you know that there's so much worse shit that happens from Ainstrom to, I'm not even going to get into it. The man needs some therapy. The poor poor guy.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he adds and what, you know, knowing the whole story now, where he's going to go, what Mark's going to go through, like what he's going to add throughout it. And I'm really, I'm really fascinated by what, um, where Eve's going to be in this show. You know, like I really want to see the way that, you know, they evolve her character, similar to how they evolved Amber and Debbie. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of her character just becomes focused on mark you know and like she's she's with mark and that's there's not a whole lot else there um for you know chunks of the comic and i want to see what else what else they do with her because that's really exciting because she's an amazing character
3: i like that they hint at her past with rex and subtle thing but i like that she actually doesn't go to africa she goes somewhere in the woods or whatever because um i one of the criticisms that i saw once about invincible and i kind of agree was that it's kind of it is this is an early 2000s book. They didn't mean it this way, yeah. but it is kind of white saviorist. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah. it's like she can still but I like this. It's like she's still doing her shit. She's still helping the environment and whatever. It just it doesn't have to be yeah.
0: Yeah. And she Wherever can Wherever she is,
3: I think she's somewhere in the United States. I, I, I Mark Flydser.
0: Exactly. I took I took yeah. it as that she's still, you know, somewhere yeah. nearby but not directly close. My
3: American geography is kind of shit, but um
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think it's cool, though. But yeah, she's it's not like she's just hanging out in Africa, helping Africa like she is helping everywhere around the world. She's just around the world. Exactly. Anywhere. anywhere. She's like checking the news, anything that's happening, she can go there, Um, Mm -hmm. which makes way more sense than picking one specific spot. So, yeah. But those little changes that
3: we see giraffes, though, like I do hope that we still see that scene with a giraffe scene from.
0: Amber uh Amber's still in the picture the way this yeah. this season ended. So I still think we're gonna see Love Triangle like season two. And again, that ties mm-hmm. into Angstrom and um I I you know I loved that arc. I loved the the house that she made in Africa. I loved the the drafts, yeah. that that whole the conversation of him being around Eve and them talking about superheroism while Amber's there. Like
3: yeah. this is
0: I'm really excited for what that what's what they're gonna do with that. Because exactly. I I did like that arc in the series.
3: Yeah. And no matter what ho- happens, I hope that uh, Amber sticks around and I yeah. hope that William sticks around, too, because yes. William is also so much better, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want I want to see them. I want them to hang out with Mark. I want them to like I'm jumping way ahead. But if they get to Tara, I want them to be like aunts and uncles to Tara. Yeah. You know, yeah. that'd be
0: so cute. That would be. I mean, helping even helping with Oliver when he's a baby, like right? they're going to be around for that. So and oh, they both... I always
3: think about the fact that um, Mark was more of a dad to Oliver than Nolan was because Nolan was indisposed in space prison or whatever. Yeah. And then when Mark disappeared for those five years, Oliver was more of a dad to Tara. And it just makes me. Oh, happy. my
0: God. <laughs> like, Come on. Why would you have to do that to everybody? <laughs> <I
3: know. laughs> that is He's <sighs> such a good uncle. Oh my that's, God. Such a great,
0: that's such a great yeah. comparison. I love that. That's a that's a good a good thing to end on because that's that's amazing. Um, what is your Twitter handle so people can follow you?
3: Uh, it's Invincible Inc. It's I N C K.
0: How did uh, Robert Kirkman pronounce it? Link or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Listen. It was good.
3: I think he was just like, just use your name. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> fair good.
0: enough. All right. Well, this was fun catching you back up. We'll we'll talk more later. Thank you for coming on.
3: It's I nice to see you again. You, too.
2: All right. It's Bill and Wyatt Lane. I was lucky enough to have the guy who writes our music um, for the Invincible podcast, uh, for the Oblivion Song podcast. Um, Wyatt also wrote that really awesome track, that remix um, that everyone loved for the Machine Head um, for the show. So welcome to the podcast, Wyatt Lane. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So um, what was it like when when that blew up, when you worked on that (laughs) remix for Machine Head and, and like Kirkman loved it and retweeted it? That was so exciting.
5: It was like, it was such a surreal, weird, like series of, even over like a few days of it, just like, like you said, Kirkman retweeting it. And then like it ended up in an article on men'shealth.com or something like that. Like because it was written about Invincible and my stuff was linked in there. It was such a weird, like, it was just constantly several days of me like taking my phone out. Freaking out, and then like having to show my wife and being like, "Look what just happened!" Like it was, it was bizarre. It it, and it was such a weird thing too that it that all came out of me and Ryan and I think Mitch Crasson on Twitter, like joking about it, and it came from even you mentioning on the podcast about how it almost sounded a little sing songy when he's when he's talking in the episode, mm-hmm. and so. I sat down like we were joking about it on Twitter and how I was joking about how, yeah, it would be fun to put a beat behind it just with no intention of actually like making it. And then on on my jog that day, I was listening to Run the Jewels from the, the soundtrack of Invincible. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably do some like I could. I'm going to play around with it when I get home <laughs> and then ended up making it and was just like laughing to myself. And showed it to my wife, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna post it, though. It's really silly. Like, I it's such a weird reference to just this episode. And she's like, no, you should post it. Go, you should post it. People will like that. And so everything after that, I was just like, oh my God, I can't. It's like, I can't believe Kirkman tweeted about it and Ryan Otley posted about it. Like it was, it was bizarre. Like yeah. the, the show I was already on Cloud Nine just from the show being so great and being so excited about it, that like when that happened, it just felt it' crazy it was, it was yeah. so. Weird.
2: well I'm equal parts like relieved that you posted it because it was so awesome and it was and it was so great for you to get the recognition that you deserve because we've been listening to your music for years since as long as we've been doing the podcast and like I'm excited that you know your name is getting out there even further with Kirkman being like oh yeah Wyatt Lane Um, But damn, did that fucking song get stuck in my head. Like, (laughs) I know where your family lives. Fuck you, Wyatt. (laughs) Even
5: even especially me having to like – Take the time where I was like chopping the audio out and edited it. I can't even really look at those scenes the same way because I've spent so much time like <laughs> <laughs> analyzing, like, oh, would this bit work, or and then hearing yeah. it, of course, when people were sharing it and things like that. That that episode does have like a. I have to try and not think about it whenever I'm mm-hmm. watching any Machine Head stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you almost ruined it for yourself. Uh, almost, almost. Or enhanced it, I guess. But yeah. So the theme of of these fan spotlights that we're doing is really just to kind of focus on the show and um, you know, what your thoughts were and and favorite parts and all that good stuff. So high level. I mean, everybody loved it. I don't know if you did actually. Maybe you hated it. Maybe you're the one that hated it. Even though you <laughs> made it, about it. But so what? What were your thoughts? Like you know, beginning to end. You know, high level overview. What'd you think?
5: It in in so many like I, I very much agree with with all of your guys's opinions that you've shared over the weeks that it was coming out. But yeah, it was just in so many ways different than what I expected, but still better than what I expected. Like there were so many times where I was like, wow, I was so wrong when I was predicting this stuff. And then like, I'm so glad I was wrong about that. This is so exciting and it's so interesting. And like it, it just was like I can't imagine a better version of of the first season of an animated series. And it it has set such a good foundation for where it goes in the future that, that I can't wait to see what seasons two and three and hopefully nine and 10 and 11 and however far we go.
2: What was awesome about it too, is that it Kirkman did with the show, what he was able to accomplish with the comic on all of his comics, really where he'll set something up and you'll be like, Oh, I know where this is going. Like, I mean, if if anyone's listened to any of our podcasts before, we're always wrong. Like we're and we throw everything <laughs> at the wall and to have watched to have read the the series in its entirety from the comic book and then to watch the show and still be shocked and excited. And, and like it's he they did. The whole team did such a fantastic job of yeah. making it for the the readers, too, you know, and new and new yeah. fans. So what were your what was your biggest surprise would you say? Oh, the I mean the the funniest one is it
5: the only time that I ever like took out my phone and messaged somebody while I was watching it was the very beginning of the first episode because we had theorized so much about John Ham and Steve and it, oh it's a fake name Steve he's yeah. Conquest or he's Thrag that's it it's only yeah. it's gonna be one or the other and that it starts with John Ham and even the captions on the screen just saying Steve I immediately just took my phone <laughs> out and messaged Ryan in like all caps like oh my God it's Steve. I can't believe it. Like I think, in, I, I'm in, There's so many shows that I think could have done that. And then the episode comes out and people will be disappointed. And be like, oh, they, they were kind of teasing that maybe this could be something bigger or or fan theories got away with it. I, I think that happened a little with WandaVision, right, of like people hyping up things and creating theories. But the show delivered so much and was so good anyways that even though so many of my theories were wrong, I I was never like – I was never disappointed. I was never like, oh, I wish they would have done this because every episode I was I had so many things that I was like delighted by and mm-hmm. wanted to talk to people about how, how awesome this was and how it was different. But how it's informing things that happened later. And, yeah, it was just fantastic.
2: Yeah. I think weren't you like one of the first people to tweet like Steve. Hmm. Like yeah. I, I remember you being like the, the the first person that was like, John Hamm is Steve. Who's Steve? Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think when they announced that I replied
5: to it and I said, Steve, that's a weird way to spell conquest. Yeah, that's what it was. I was trying that's to be sarcastic it. about it. And yeah. when the episode came out, I almost like quote tweeted that again. And just with like an LOL, I was like, nah, I don't want to spoil <laughs> that. I was wrong to everyone. Like yeah. they, they
2: know I was wrong. Nice. Um, <laughs> Well, so we talked about like the surprise, John Ham. Like you know, we were obviously expecting more, but I think it was great with his son and everything too. Oh, but yeah. what? Who was your favorite character on the show? Maybe that differed from the comic. So, who, sure. so who's your favorite character from the comic? Would you say? I mean, yeah, Mark is always
5: the easy answer, right? Because yeah. he's the character we get to like grow with. I feel like in this, in this um like time period of the show in the early parts of the story nolan was such a fun character to watch throughout the show because they did so much with him to It felt like every one of his lines had a double meaning. It had the like surface level meaning for people who've never read the comic. And it had the extra meaning for all of the comic readers who know who he really is and know what his motivations are of him talking to Mark about how they have a long journey ahead and how like he needs to know, be able to do, you know, make the difficult choices. And all of that was so cool because. You know, my parents, as they're watching the show, would just think of this as like a yeah, that's how Superman would talk to his kid about how they you know, he's going to have important superhero stuff to do in the future. But everyone who's read it, it just sits there and is like, yeah, totally. That's all. That's the only reason he's saying that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Definitely keep watching like yep. all of that stuff was so much fun. Um, So I, I definitely I would say he's one of my favorite characters of like this time period, but I also love all the stuff they did with Cecil and with Debbie, like all of their stuff that was different from the comic that either just wasn't in the comic at all. Like all of Debbie trying to find out, you know, and her having like some suspicions about Nolan and that, you know, tension that they built with her slowly piecing things together. And then the, all of the stuff with like, Cecil and Damien Darkblood was so cool because it kind of told you who Cecil was in a way that we really don't find out until later in the comic, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we get more layers of his character as the story goes on. And they found really cool ways to to introduce that in earlier parts of the story.
2: yeah, that's that's what you bring up a good point. Like, so I think it was the first or the second episode. It was the second episode, obviously, where <clears throat> Damien Darkblood comes in to the headquarters. And Cecil tells everybody to leave. And there's this demon character that is magical and a demon and Cecil threatens him. And even Damien Darkblood is kinda like, Oh fuck, all right. Well I better yeah. leave then because Cecil's telling me to leave. And and that's great. Like without, you know, it being exposition and and oh fear this guy the cecil guy like we had characters kind of make us feel that way without needing the exposition
5: yeah and totally. i
2: i was super surprised with uh walton goggins too like at first i didn't like it because i had an expectation of what cecil sounded like in my head yeah um and he fucking killed it man he he yeah. like by the end of it i was like you know episode seven for sure in my opinion he was the mvp like absolutely oh, yeah. so that that yeah. scene in episode seven is
5: one of the one of my favorite things that wasn't in the comic at all is when he's teleporting in and basically going toe-to-toe with omni-man and just like bouncing around and stuff like that and is calm the whole time and never really shows that he's afraid and is just it's so good and it's The whole, especially episode episode seven. Basically, that whole episode's not from the comic. So I was just watching that, just being like, none, like all of this is new, and I'm feeling tense the whole time. Even though I know, like, they're not going to radically change things. It's not like they're gonna. But yeah, it was. That's I think one of the most surprising things too is that all of the every time an episode ended, the stuff that I wanted to like talk to my friends about the most or talk to people about the most was the stuff that wasn't in the comic, which I was so surprised by that that was the stuff that got me the most excited like I still obviously loved all the moments that feel like they were just picked right out of the comic but all of the new stuff they just nailed so well and it it definitely just showed that the team working on it knew who these characters are and even though it's new material it it's true to who all the comic fans know those characters are
2: yeah Absolutely. And I mean, we don't get anything from being like, oh, yeah, that part, it was in the comic. Like, that's not a fun yeah. thing to talk about. You yeah, know, that, that totally. just makes us sound pretentious. But but there was so much for us to fucking talk about that we hadn't seen. And, and it's just, oh, God, just, like talking about it now. How many times have you watched it through and through? <sighs> I mean, I've try- I've taken a break from it
5: after like definitely when it came out, it was sort of just like on rotation whenever there was nothing on, I'd be like, well, no, just, just let it run again or whatever yeah. and have it on in the background. So definitely I, I, I couldn't say for sure how many times, cause it just kind of was on in those first few, it's been a few weeks since I've watched it again, but I, I'm excited to kind of go back to it and revisit yeah.
2: it. Yeah, me too. It's, it's definitely been a while. Cause I mean, we fucking lived that shit yeah. forever, you know, but it's been long enough to where I'm like itching, especially talking about it now, like to go yeah. back and watch those parts. Um, so did your parents actually watch it? Yeah, so they
5: did. It was – I really wasn't sure if they were going to because the first time I, like, kind of pitched it to my parents, my dad was just like, so it's a cartoon? Like, it's yeah. uh... And I, I was like, it is, but it's not for kids. I was like, give it the first episode. See what you guys think. Like, there's and, – and I told them, I was like, there's kind of a mystery to be had, so, like – watch the first episode and see what you think and then he just texted me i think after they watched me like okay you were right this wasn't for kids it's really good we're excited to watch it and then the next time i saw them i think he's just like man i really like that monster girl she's so cool like i want to learn what her story was and that was that was one of the moments where i was just like i can't believe my dad's talking to me about monster girl right now yeah. like this doesn't make sense why it's it was so bizarre and so yeah. cool yeah that's awesome yeah. what does your mom think she was the same way where she was just really excited about it. She's less she's doesn't like the gore as much. Like I remember watching Walking Dead with them when it was premiering and she would be like looking away at any of the gore. So she was like, it's a little gory. And she wasn't quite as into that as maybe like me or my dad or some of my friends yeah. were. But, yeah, she still enjoyed it all the way through and and was asking about like they're making season two, right? It was like, yes, they are
2: awesome. And three yeah. and four and five. Man, yeah. Koba. Sorry, my dog's going crazy right now. <laughs>
0: um,
2: so, hopes for the future. Like, what? What are your? What are your hopes? And and like, what do you want to see in season two? Like, what do you? What are you thinking that we're going to see? I mean, I feel
5: like they've already started to tease like a little bit of Angstrom, just in some of the like interviews or things that Kirkman has said. Right, where he's <laughs> he's definitely teased that. I feel like that's almost guaranteed. Like, I I can't imagine who necessarily the big villain would be unless they did that um obviously like i'm so excited to see to see oliver and to see nolan start to kind of turn and have that whole story start to play out just to also see how fans of only the show react to that because i know you guys have mentioned it that like they definitely show a lot more terrible things that he does in the show and some some maybe potentially irredeemable things for some people so it i'm excited for them to get to play around with that and see how they bring his redemption in um through the rest of the season and and i'm hopeful too that like definitely with the the animation style like i know some people have criticized it a little bit of like certain parts not looking good as other parts and like you can definitely tell where more time was spent on certain fight scenes than than other scenes so hopefully you know some of that there whether it's budgetary or time stuff or Mm -hmm. things like that 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 increases a little bit but at the same time it never really took me out of the moments so as long as it's consistent with what we got in season one i'm i'm gonna be super happy
2: yeah and uh, we had a great talk with um jeff allen too and uh the supervising director And it's it's crazy how much like revamping, retooling when it like just designing the series. And and I think that we're going to get a very consistently well animated um, and written and directed season two, just because, I mean, it's season one. That being said, to your point, like obviously there were some hiccups in some of the animation and and some stuff was a little inconsistent. But the stuff that they did focus on. Was I'm glad yeah. they did. Like, I'm, I, there was like, the the moments that hit really, really fucking hard. Like, you know, not even just Mark and, and Omni Man fighting in the subway and like that whole scene. All of Episode Eight, like little scenes, not I mean not little scenes, but in in Episode Seven, like Omni Man when the guards, like when they unstealth, you know, yeah. like all of that stuff. Like, if that was done a little less perfectly, I I would be sad, but it yeah. wasn't. You know, the, yeah. the shit that like them just talking and floating there i'm like okay whatever it's a fucking cartoon you know what i mean like how are they gonna make that interesting but yeah no great so do you think that we're gonna get oliver in season two i mean i i sort of i feel
5: like we will if only for the reason that i don't think that they'll go an entire season without bringing Nolan back in some way. And like if they show Nolan, then they have yeah. to show, yeah, yeah. I I could see I could see them even holding it until like the finale, um, and having like that last episode be that. He shows up there and maybe we won't necessarily get Oliver yet that maybe the finale could just be, you know, that last that page of him opening and seeing that that he's there. And then they leave it on sort of like a cliffhanger, Um, especially that they know they're getting season three now. They could definitely leave it on a cliffhanger so that it could be that way. I think it's likely part part of the reason I think it's likely is because like they they pulled so many storylines that happen after the fight with Omni-Man and put them earlier that there's not as much now that's in between when he fights Nolan and then when he eventually finds him again. Like there's not as many big stories that I could still see them doing the same thing and take, maybe taking some later stories and pulling them in and and kind of putting them before it. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I'm like 50, 50 on whether or not we'll actually get to Oliver.
2: I think that first of all, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they pulled things from like way later in the comic, just from what we saw in season one, like yeah. they they can absolutely jam pack season two with stuff and make it a lot more cohesive than the comic kind of was. But yeah, I think that that they that they that the creators of the show will want Nolan to be a surprise. They yeah. will make it so it's like, is Nolan going to fucking show up? Like, is he in the show or is he just gone? Like, and I feel like you have to get through the halfway of yeah. the show. To, get, to make people settle into like, okay, Omni-Man's not coming back, and then boom, he's coming back. Yeah. That being said, I feel like they could go for a double whammy. I feel like they could go like, oh, boom, here's Nolan on this planet. And then boom, he had another kid, and Mark yeah. has a brother. And I feel like it could end like that. And yeah. Because to your point, season three is absolutely coming, so they can really fucking just leave that on the table and be like, yeah. all right, season three is coming. Well, and especially like – I at least
5: what I think a lot of people enjoyed about the finale, too, is that the crazy fight between Mark and Omni-Man. And I, there, it's hard for me to think of another fight from the comic that in a way tops that unless they decide to go all the way in like the finale of season two and have the, the two Viltrumites show up where yeah. now it's a like four person Viltrumite fight. That while they're protecting Oliver and things like that, like that, that I could see as a finale. Like it feels like a finale of of a season. And so, in terms of how they how they top, you know, the finale of first season, that makes sense to me. But at the same time, like it's Steve John Ham was Steve. I always remind myself anytime I start predicting something, (laughs) John Ham was Steve. Like just remember that. And then you instantly (laughs) feel humble about everything. You're like, all right. All right, yeah. never mind. I'm yeah. wrong.
2: I know I'm wrong about this. <laughs> nice. Well, Wyatt, is there um, what is there anything you want to bring to the table before we sign off? And you got a lot to to talk about. I mean, you're kind of a famous guy now, so
5: <laughs> I know I, somebody was like, "Man, enjoy being famous." Now it's like, "Yeah, you know, if only they paid you for more Twitter followers, that yeah. you know, that would be great, or, or retweets and things like that. That would be awesome." Um, no, man, not not much. Thank you guys for for. Having me on the show now, but obviously all the times that you feature my music and stuff like that and just give me free ad space all the time for (laughs) my music. So,
0: happily,
5: man,
2: like, you know, not only is your stuff like great, like uh, (laughs) I'll I'll have all of my music on on random when we're in the car and we were driving to Cape Cod just a few weeks ago and your music came on. And I started started nodding my head, and Remy, my six year old, was in the back seat. She's like, "This is what is this?" I'm like, "This is motherfucking Wyatt!" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't swear, but I was like, "This is Wyatt." This <laughs> our Wyatt. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah, man. So, like, have you have you had a lot more followers on Twitter after everything kind of happened with? the machine there thing. there was
5: definitely a bump and i feel like there's just been more people like yeah it's definitely gone up a little bit not not a ton and like my music stuff is still it's still a hobby thing that i do on the side like so i only have you know so much that i'm ever really putting out like i do one new track a month usually so with little things here in between so it i definitely saw a spike go up and it's been really cool just to be able to like have a few different people react or different people reach out, you know, seeing if they could use stuff in their YouTube video and stuff like that. So that's been, it's been super awesome. It's been nice to, and that's really like half the reason that I post stuff and that I still like make sure to release my stuff on a monthly schedule is that that's what I enjoy is getting to like collaborate with other people, like collaborating with you guys, getting other people who reach out and want to use it for some video or something like that. So yeah, awesome. it's been awesome.
2: Well, how how can people get a hold of you if they're interested? So I
5: am Wyatt Lane on Twitter uh, and then SoundCloud and YouTube are Wyatt Lane Music. And then I have uh, three different albums that are on Apple Music and Spotify and iTunes and pretty much, I think, everywhere where you can buy music online. But yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. hit and, and guys, like definitely hit up Wyatt. Like he's a cool guy. You know, if if ever there's a project that you're working on, like hit him up for a commission. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't say enough how awesome your stuff is and how glad we are. Um, Ryan, myself and TJ to have you be really a part of the Invincible podcast and and also Circle Guy News. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> official, <laughs> official in universe. Uh, uh, Wyatt Lane is the Circle uh, Guy News um, <laughs> wrote the music. Um, so it's just been it's it's been great, you know, getting to know you more and, and getting to know your music and having you be a part of this whole journey with us. So Thank you. um, and it's been great to have you on the show again. Yeah, man. thank you.
5: absolutely. and 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 same. Like the fact that I you know I started listening to you guys and ended up becoming friends with you guys just from writing into the show because I loved Invincible. So the fact that you know you guys let me be a part of the podcast and and help, you know, give music for you guys that you guys get to use is is awesome. so i'm I'm thankful right back at you.
2: Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, thanks again for being on the show again, Wyatt Lane. Thank you. All right. Bye,
0: everybody bye and we're back thank you guys so much uh Wyatt uh Devin and Vince you guys have been great if you guys want to go uh give them a follow over on Twitter that's where we've uh we stay in touch with them you can go find Devin Barry Let's Talk Invincible and Wyatt Lane over there thank you guys so much for doing that that was that's just so cool that you guys are coming back on to talk with us and we're hoping to do that again Um, you know maybe not next month but soon because this was a fun fun thing to do yeah so if uh, you want to be a part of the show email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com find us on Twitter Facebook YouTube Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks well at least uh, for um, oblivion song on July 16th for that uh, issue I remember the issue number Mm. Mm
1: issue 32, 32 it comes out the 14th that's of right.
0: july so we'll be doing an episode then uh if you're hearing this there should be a uh a archive live stream of us talking to uh kyle higgins all about our appearance that's right our appearance in a comic book in radiant black issue five and it was
1: really good it was really good it was, it was really
0: good our i can't live believe stream. you said that one thing bill like jeez <laughs> yeah it was
2: i can't even like fathom what was, what, what, what are you like where thinking? it came from i don't know i don't so, know
0: thanks again to um wyatt lane of course for also doing our uh theme song our music and uh to cameron kennedy who put together our sweet new intro uh video and uh other than that that does it we're out of here have a good one guys that's it for we'll us see you in a month i'll see you next month bye, bye guys because I was just about to ask you a question and we, we got to do this on, on air. So, all right, we're starting okay. now. Hey, everybody. Oh, what? Nope. Nope. What? OK, we're starting. <laughs> <Nope. Go on. laughs>